That's cool. But you're living in a fucking dream world, okay? Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. You are watching the vodka stream. What is happening, guys? It is Friday. How's everybody doing? TGI. Fuck yeah. I don't know why I just said it like that, but I did. How you guys doing? We good? Hello. Who's out there? Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me your name. Ah. Yeah, I was held up in the lab. You're absolutely right there, DC. Was. <laughs> was. Uh, what's going on there, Jason? Yes, yes. But the bell's been rung. Uh, let's see what's going on there, uh, Marvin. What's up there, Mr. Eric? Got Will. Hey, got Mama Film Junkie here. What is up, Mom? Hi. Hello. How's it going? Let's see. How you doing, Alok, too? Happy Friday, definitely. What's going on there, Ram? Hello. Sentiment. Sentient? Sorry. Sentient Salt. Good name. How you doing? <clears throat> Doing pretty good, guys. Doing pretty good. Uh, cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Definitely did um, start next week sometime whenever, uh, you know, the PP test comes through, the PP results. So, yeah, let me uh, let me pour a drink here. Uh, well, let me go through and say hello to everybody. So, what's going on there, Mr. Jason? How you doing, bud? Yes, we got, we got agree to disagree. I like that. Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, Anthony? Hey, Mr. Scott McClellan. I know your name. You know my name. Yes. Uh, what's going on there? Saguando? Yeah. I'm sorry. I probably butchered that. I apologize. What's going on, Mike G? How you doing? All right. Oops. I forgot to do. Like I said, I was doing some things here, so that's why I got a little held up. It was mainly to do with, I don't know if you guys have noticed, something new on the wall, the vodka stream wall. I don't know if you guys noticed something, you know, maybe, possibly, as I pour a drink. I'm sure you guys can, uh, you guys can see it, right? You guys see what's uh, the new little added little decoration on the wall? I'll go ahead and pour myself a drink. I'm not going to be standing the whole time, by the way. I just thought I'd start off by standing. It's like you just get to the bar, you get to the lounge, you know? It's only when the knees start buckling a little bit, so you see it? You see it? Yeah. As you can see, because at first I had it higher up on the wall, but you couldn't see it, so I went, hey. I went, hey, you know what? Uh, greetings and salutations. Yes, the flag right there. As you can see right there, uh, I'm going to show you right now who made this for me. It was actually, um, it was actually the guy, it was uh, Mr. Mr. Matthew Benoit, who, uh, who actually won the contest. He won the contest when remember I was given a, a gift card for one free month of uh, HBO Max, uh, he's actually the guy who won. Who guessed how many? You know, he, he was the closest to how many uh, Funko Pops I have when it comes to uh, you know how many I have in my collection right now. So he sent me that. I'm going to show you the page right here because he makes these from you know he makes them from scratch or you know he builds them hand perfectly. It's him handcrafting these little flags right here, and they're pretty damn awesome. So let me share the page right here. I'll show you guys. Let's see. Sure. Share the page. He's just got an Instagram page. He doesn't have like a full on business page, but here's his page right here. Um, and as you can see, that's what it looks like right there. That's what he sent me. 
He's got other ones too where he puts different things on them, puts different uh, logos and stuff on them. But yeah, he makes these. Look at that. Got this one right here, the Disneyland one. So yeah, he just makes these out of wood. Pretty awesome stuff. Yeah. So go check it out, guys. I have I have his link to his Instagram right down below. So go check it out. Show him some love. But uh, yeah, he sent me that. So I had to, of course, put it up on the uh, the Vodka, Vodka Stream Lounge wall right there. So good stuff. But yeah, it's cool. It's beautiful. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, when it showed up, it showed up just in time today. I mean, really, I'm really digging it. So, yeah. So, thank you, Matthew, if you're out there. Appreciate it, sir. And then we got another thing that I was going to talk about. Uh, I saw her now. I don't even now. I don't even know where. Yeah. But also, I got another thing too, guys. Um, a buddy of mine made this uh, drinking game called Drinky. As you can see right here, I'm going to pull up the page right here. And essentially, it is. Uh, it's Uno, but with drinks. That's two loves of mine together. I love playing Uno. I play. I used to play Uno online like crazy, but now it incorporates drinks, drinking. You know, like special cards. Drink two, draw two. Yeah. Let me pull up this page too. He's got an. He's got it on Amazon right now. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I posted it on my Twitter earlier. Which page is it? But I haven't played it yet because <laughs> there's a pandemic still happening. I know. I, sh I shouldn't stop me. I actually went to my friend's house last weekend and I totally forgot about it. I was like, damn it. I even brought it. It was in my bag. But we were too busy like catching up and drinking that uh, I totally forgot to plug it. Okay, I got too many damn tabs open. So here it is right here. I also got this link down below too. It's, uh, yeah. So essentially, if you like Uno and you want to incorporate drinking, you got it right here. Rhymes with Juno. <laughs> See, I love the fact it says, party version of a classic card game that rhymes with Juno. Hmm, what is that? Card games right there. So it's good stuff. Thought I saw you in here. Thought I saw you in here, Christina. Is Thomas in here with you? Because that's who, that's who made the game. Thought I saw her earlier. I don't know. The chat's all crazy. But, uh, yeah. So just thought I'd uh, give him a plug because he sent me over a deck. And he's also – he sent me a note. He, he sent me a Batman mask. I don't know if you got you guys saw what I – you know, the Batman mask with the face on it. So he sent me that as all, and also a little note that said, uh, that said uh, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. So we got people that want to do that. There she is. Hi, Christina. So got that too. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, go check it out. It's only eight, it's only fourteen bucks. Have a little fun with it. Like I said, I haven't played it. I haven't played it yet. But as soon as the next time I go to uh, like a little gathering, I'm definitely gonna bring it and try it out because, like I said, I love Uno and I love drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good stuff. Anyways, what else did I have? Oh yeah, guys, just full of full of plugs today, guys. Full, full of plugs. That's right. Uh, not those kind of weirdos, but. Uh, also, for, don't forget tomorrow, guys, there's a little Snyder Cut party that's happening. I got too many damn tabs open. All right, so here we go. This is why I'm standing up. But uh, remember my uh, my buddy uh, Eric Z is going to be, uh, he's hosting a Snyder Cut party. It's not a watch party. I think uh, I think uh, I think I got a little confused, and I think other people got confused that we didn't like it was going to be a, a watch party. No, it's just a virtual dance party. So basically through Zoom, if you go, the link is provided down below. It's from eight. It's from uh, eight eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time to ten, I think, or is it Eastern? Uh, let me see. He's got it right here. I think he said. Okay, it says eight 
8 p.m. to uh, 11 p.m., so specific standard time. So there you go. DJ and everything. Um, and then, of course, yeah, you can get in there, and uh, yeah, we could just do the whole virtual party thing. So I'm going to stop by. I'm going to join up, you know. I don't know if I'm going to dance, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. So go check it out. Yeah, apparently it's like a dance party. Who knows? You know, if you want to do some dancing in the comfort of your own home in front of your camera, uh, just, you know, keep keep the clothes on. It's not going to be an OnlyFans stream, so. But unless, you know, you want to do that. But, but, yeah, let's see. Yeah. Um, so we got all that. Got all the plugs. There you go. So there we go, guys. So you got you got to look at uh, Matthew Benoit's craftsmanship. Go look at his page. Go check out Amazon. Pick yourself a deck of drinky. And then go ahead and RSVP at the uh, for the uh, party tomorrow. So we'll be doing that. And I'm also going to be doing the uh, the Patreon stream tomorrow. I'm going to do it since since the dance party is at 8 or the Snyder Cup party is at 8. I'm going to do the uh, the fan stream at 6 or 5. 5 or 6. I, I don't know yet. So, so you patrons out there, if you want to become part of the uh, Film Junkie Patreon, that, of course, is down below. And uh, I'm going to invite in uh, Patreon patrons that want to come in and talk to me. And well, of course, I think we'll talk about a little movie that might have just came out just recently. I don't know. But anyways, guys, cheers. Cheers. Happy Friday. Uh, you need a shirt? Yeah, you need this. Oh, yeah. If you want the shirt that I'm wearing, my my uh, my vodka stream shirt, if you want my face on your chest, um, <laughs> go for it. It's down in the uh, the film junkie closet. Do it. Do it. Do it. So thank you guys for showing up, of course. But uh, man, guys, today, ha, 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 I got to go to the movies today. Obviously, you saw my first reaction review to uh, Nobody, which highly recommend. I'm going to do my full review tomorrow sometime, whenever I have time. Um, I'll do my full review tomorrow. But yeah, it was just fantastic. I went, I drove over to, uh, you know, my hometown, I guess you'd say. Because, you know, it's just over the hill that way. And uh, I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to go to the movie theater here. The Harkins here is okay. But, um, but uh, they were like not showing anything till two o'clock. And I went, no, that's too late. So they were showing stuff at like 11 and 12 o'clock over at the other Harkins, the more luxury Harkins that has reclined seats and uh, <coughs> beer. So this one doesn't have any of that. So, um, hey, thank you, sir. Mr. McKenzie, hashtag restore the Snyderverse, uh, Zack Snyder's Just League 2, and Zach We Trust, and also Anne with the plan. Sarnoff sucks, I know, Anne with the plan. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, wait your turn, uh, you guys are getting, you guys are getting frisky already, sounds like you guys have been pre-gaming already in the, uh, the live chat, but uh, no, uh, so I went over there, yeah, my showing was at noon, which was cool, and it was in the big, huge theater, and uh, it was great, man, just walked in, <laughs> Ah, I felt like I felt like I felt like uh, Nicolas Cage coming out of the uh, the bus or the plane. I don't know which the bus. I think right the beginning of Con Air, where he just you know that that iconic shot of him just like uh, smelling the freedom. I mean, this was like you know I, I was smelling popcorn and you know and uh, hot dogs, but you know still it was nice to get that movie theater scent hit me right in the face, even though I was wearing a mask. Because hey, guess what? Things get through the mask. It's not like a you know. It totally blocks everything, but, uh, you know, uh, let's see a game of drinky next vodka stream. I know that'd be cool, but I don't know how we could pull that off. I don't know how we could pull that off with, uh, virtually <laughs> if there was like some kind of online game, well, maybe eventually it'll get to the point where it's online game, but yeah, that would be cool to play that through the, uh, 
through the vodka through uh through the vodka stream do a little drinking game or something but but anyway so walk in there of course and then uh you know walk over to the bar area get a beer two beers one for the road you know and uh just make my way to the seat man and it was it was great just reclined big huge screen felt nice and uh yeah there wasn't too many people in there and of course they space everybody out it's probably about 25 to 30 percent capacity it's kind of strange because when i went to purchase the tickets online it was like they had just two seats like two just two and then spaced out by three just two two and then one every now and wherever you know so it was interesting but uh of course they you're supposed to be wearing the mask all the time but Dude, there's nobody that people, I mean, what are you going to do? You're drinking something, you're eating something, you're going to pull your mask down. It's just the way it is. So my mask was like, you know, I wasn't fully on guys. Yes, I know. I'm a serial killer. I get it. No, but <laughs> I think we'll be all right. Everybody was pretty spaced out and I think we'd be good. And I think I'm, you know, I, I don't have any, uh, I think I have, if anything, I have antibodies, right? Uh, hopefully I still do. I don't know how long those last. Um, I don't know. I probably killed them all with alcohol. No, but uh, no, my uh, everything was strong. Each time you say, yeah, there you go. I like that. <clears throat> but anyway, so it was cool. And as soon as the, the lights came on and the music started playing, oh man, I got all giddy. I felt like a kid inside. Turn off my phone, turn on airplane mode because that's what I do. I just completely shut off the world and just watch the movie. And uh, it was absolutely fantastic. So Man, so I can't. I can't even remember. I can't even remember the last time I went to that specific movie theater. I'm trying to remember. I think I saw The Way Back. I think that was the last movie I saw. No, I saw that over here. I can't remember the last movie I saw over there. I really can't. The last movie I saw, period, in in a movie theater was Tenet. But I had to drive all the way down to San Diego, like an hour and a half down to San Diego when that came out. And that wasn't even that. You know, it wasn't as comfortable. But yeah, man. So it was. It was great. Zach is producing the Suicide Squad. Well, him and Debbie are executive producers because essentially, again, guys, some of these characters, I mean, are coming from his world. They are offshoots of his world. Harley Quinn, Rick Flagg, Captain Boomerang are essentially from the first Suicide Squad that is set fully. And of course, Amanda Waller, too. You know, it's pretty much set. And, you know, he started the foundation. So, of course, he's going to be executive producing. It was kind of weird to see his name right there. And, like, right below it, it said Walter Hermana. <laughs> oh, God. That cat sucker. Yeah. But, yeah. So, did the same thing today. Saw nobody at my local AMC at 4.30. Was so good going back to the cinema again. Yes. And I hopefully enjoyed the movie, man. I tell you what, I'll, I'll do my full review tomorrow. But it, it that... It's it's a it's a slow start, but man, when it gets to where it needs to get to, my God, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Enjoyed the shit out of it, man. Can't wait to. Uh, I, I it's it's highly recommended, but I'll talk about it a little more during my uh, my full review and everything. Bob Odenkirk. If you like Bob Odenkirk, you know you're gonna like it. You're gonna like it a lot. That he uh he surprised me, man. He had some moves. He was doing he was doing that choreography. He got in pretty good shape too. He was pretty lean. So I was like, good on him. Better call Saul. Better call Saul kicking some ass. So, I mean, I mean if you got Saul, yeah, you have Saul Goodman kicking ass. But, of course, he's not very Saul Goodman in this. He's more, uh, you know, he's not as outgoing as he was. But there is one scene in there. You ever just laugh at a scene that you can't stop laughing at? Like the scene's been over for like two and a half minutes and you're still laughing at something that happened. There's a, there's a part in this that movie that got me just like that 
where I just I was tearing up because it just it was so just random and funny that I was just I couldn't stop laughing. I could not stop laughing. So uh, if you don't like Bob, yeah, I know exactly who doesn't like Bob Odenkirk, man. That's that 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 doesn't even make sense. Uh, what was I gonna do here? Okay, let me start. Let me start bringing some people in here. Sorry, I didn't get a guest today, guys. I reached out uh, to someone and uh, didn't get them back to me. They didn't get back to me, so it's all good. I figured it was gonna be like kind of like a spoiler discussion part. You know, it's gonna be that today. And of course, there's a lot of other things to talk about. And uh, yeah, so we'll just get uh, you know people get people coming on in here and. Uh, We'll have like a different kind of group of people and uh, <laughs> don't worry, I'll get Garza in here this time. I won't, I won't, I will not forget that this time or not mess up with that. Will not mess up that one. So I'm just go down the row here, start sending out the invites. But yeah, it was just great to go to the movies again, man. Oh man, it was just so fantastic. All right, so we got that. Let's see who else. Start sending these invites. Man, I got my DMs are a mess. I tell you what, but but yeah, if you can, if you can go, if you can go to your local movie theater, man, and you're okay with it, then just jump on in there. Let's see. What the heck? I was gonna say okay, hold on. Yeah. All right, let's already uh let me get my tweets all ready to go here. Need more room. Need more room up here. All right. Hopefully, you guys, I don't know how many times you guys have watched the uh, Justice is Gray edition of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Something very, something very, uh, I don't know, it's a special version. It definitely is. Let's see. This guy has joined the stream. If I spell that right. Yeah. Ugh, not that. Uh, not that. Jeez. But, yeah, uh, it's definitely a special uh Special version of the film. I mean, if it feels like a film, like an actual film, you know. <clears throat> there we go. All right, we got Mr. Uh, Scott McClellan joining in the All Star of last week's. <laughs> I still appreciate the fact that you left my like blank little <laughs> square up there for like the entire. I went back and watched. I was like, dude, no, he really did keep my square up there the entire time. I did. Like, I thought maybe you were gonna pop back in. One of oh these no, no, no! I was passed out on the floor <laughs> upstairs. It was not yeah. pretty. Oh, it man. was not pretty. Yeah, how'd you feel the next day? Like crap, <laughs> like absolute <laughs> crap. A little, uh, little zombified, kind of struggling to get up a little bit. Oh my god, yes, yes. Um, that was. It's been a while, Dave. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've been. Two thousand eight. Since I think that two, drunk. Since that, dr I mean, wow. like wow, like uh, like praying to the porcelain god. Like I, it's been 2008. My wife threw me a surprise birthday party when we were dating. That was the mm -hmm. last time I got that. Wow. Messed up. Well, hey, we had, we had reason to celebrate. It was a good, it was a good week. Exactly. Oh, what are you sipping on today? You're going easy today. No Jameson, huh? Oh no, no, no. This is a, <laughs> um, this is a fair hope 51 pale ale. It's a nice. local brewery in Alabama. So oh, that's cool. Hey, are you getting affected by any of the tornado storm shit that's happening? Uh, well, uh, yeah, we, my entire family was in, in that room over there with the door shut with, with bicycle helmets on for oh, about really? an hour or more. It missed us by like a few miles oh, going wow. south and then headed straight to my parents. 
and then miss the, and then but then luckily skewed south and miss them but uh, oh yeah it was when i tweeted yesterday i'm having a beer i think some people misunderstood the context of why i was having a beer yeah, i think people were probably thinking you were celebrating the fact that the hashtag was going crazy no no it was the <laughs> fact that literally all day it was like how many different times did tornadoes touch down and like, okay, is this one affecting us? Yeah. And I had three kids who were all getting cabin fever and we're trying to play like Uno and Candyland. And it was just like, daddy needs a drink. Yes. I can imagine when I lived in Alabama, we never really, I mean, there was a couple, there was one night I remember we had a really bad storm and the sirens went off. And I think there was one other time where a funnel cloud like formed in uh, the next town over or something like that. We never, but never had like any kind of close tornado stuff when I lived there for the three years that I remember living there. Oh, it's just gotten worse. And this yeah. is tornado season, March, April. This is, this is when it's bad for us. Yeah. So yeah. Tornado yeah. season. Yay. By the way, I DM'd you and you were getting ready for the show. Do you need okay. a 4k code for man of steel? 4K code. Um, I mean, if you, I mean, we could always give one away. We could do okay, something I, like I, that. Something else. Okay. I, I, I was update. I was updating my physical collection, mm -hmm. uh, putting some 4K discs and some steel books I've got up there, and I already owned it. So you know, and they all come with these digital codes. It was just like, uh, you know, okay. I, I, I was just like, I, I got an extra one that I don't need. So okay. you know, me, I That's always give back. Give back. I give it. Give to the community. I, I give it to you. <laughs> The people. The people. There you go. All right. We got Mr. Stephen Colbert. Hey, Stephen. What's up, sir? How you Congrats, doing? Stephen, on your attempt at my log off uh, last <laughs> week. I appreciate that. It was <laughs> you try, you, you, It was a valiant attempt. I will admit that. Yeah. Well, I figured I was going to do it better than whatever you would have done if you were still around. So <laughs> <laughs> no harm in trying. <laughs> like not. Like just it was it was either it was either going to be you or it just wasn't going to happen. I yeah it was it was bad. Oh my god, the notifications I woke up to that morning were uh, <laughs> everybody interesting. Was it. Yes, everybody was loving it, man. Uh, it was just kind of funny. That's why I was thinking this could be like spoiler discussion part two. But I think we got like maybe halfway through, and then it turned into a "I love you, man" kind of stream. It's just kind of like yeah. It turned into that kind of stream, man. <laughs> guilty, guilty as charged. There was okay. nothing wrong with that, man. We had every reason to fucking celebrate like that. And poor Mario. Mario wanted to talk about the movie. <laughs> I think he got. I think he talked a lot. He actually, he was, he was talking a lot about it. what I liked about hearing from him is like, like he said, um, he wasn't huge. You know, he was kind of give or take when it came to Snyder Superman. And then for him to see Superman in in this movie, completely. That was the Superman he was waiting to see right there. He was he flipped one hundred percent where he's going. Okay, I get it now. Now when you watch, when you see and other people are doing that too, they're going back and watching Man of Steel and BVS and going, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, well, I get I it. I know that for for so many people, and I, I had a, a show. Um, I was on Mario's show yesterday. Yeah. I guess it counts as a plug, right? Um, fanboy podcast. I saw the tweet. Yes. <laughs> And um, and he's talked about this a little bit before, and he talked about it on the show also. But that one of the things that he came to learn um, after, like Snyder was all was done and everything was like all said and done, was uh, I'm getting feedback now and I'm making me lose my train of thought. <laughs> um, he said that knowing that there was a fixed endpoint 
made the um totally recontextualized kind of the way he saw it where he's like you know what it's not my favorite take but knowing that like the dark like the darker version of superman or whatever you want to call it i know some people take offense with the word dark but like this take on the character is a lot easier to take if you know oh there's just two more movies yeah and mm-hmm. then and then it's done and it's like oh so they're actually they're going somewhere with this and you know what even if i don't like it it's it's something that i can package up and take it or leave it and move on not something i have to watch for five ten more years um <laughs> and uh which it's you know totally changed everything and then now that um he saw what happens in uh justice league it allows him to look back and know when he's watching bvs and watching man of steel and there's these things that before he was like not a fan of he has faith that like because he's seen it he's like oh now i know that they paid that off and before it was like i just had to trust that that was where snyder was going to take it yeah um which uh you know that's just i guess people approach you know stories in different well, ways i think i mean that's that's, that's partially why they had that um uh, the set visit, right? Because they were kind of, hey, you know how you guys have been not so happy yeah. with this? Hey, come over here. Look what we're doing. Okay. I, I mean, but at that mm-hmm. time, were they actually shooting the part with Superman all in it? And everything? No, they, they wouldn't even talk about Superman on the set visit. Yeah. That, um, see, that's what, so still, that, people were probably wondering what the hell. Yeah. Well, that was something they talked about on the, um, if anyone's seen the HBO uh, Max documentary, yeah, The Road to Justice League or whatever it's called, yeah. um, how they, uh, I think there's a quote from Deborah where she talks about that's kind of the benefit of Zach starting off with the deconstruction um, is that, you know, everybody um, has always said, no, you don't, you don't, you can't deconstruct. You got to build them up and then you have something to deconstruct. You shouldn't do the dark Knight return is first, but the benefit of doing that first and getting that, getting and getting BVS out as the second movie is that now justice league is that much more triumphant. You know, Batman is this heroic. He's not only risen to become a leader of a team, but he's overcome his own personal demons already. And now we've seen Justice League, and now we don't need to see. Well, I, <laughs> I the next movie is the Nightmare, so I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> that's why you have to go to that. Um, that's why you have to go to that level. It's like, okay, we already did this, and now we're gonna go fucking yeah, yeah, apes. exactly. But but what you see is again in the Nightmare though is he fights through that to to become um, to realize that it, his role in life is to you know give his life up for for Superman. And uh, that that means so much more having seen him holding a kryptonite spear to Superman's throat. Um, right. So, yeah. Hey, Stephen, I wanted to ask you. So, have you had a chance to watch Justice Is Gray yet? I've had. I've. I've. It's. It's been like a background watch, like a couple times because I love just having it on for ambience and like. But I haven't sit on given it like a watch. Watch. Um, okay. Because I wanted to ask, so I guess I'll leave. Okay, Stephen, you go sit in the corner, and I'll talk. <laughs> and I'll talk to Dave. I mean, right? I watch. I watch individual scenes. I just haven't given it like a a don't blink for four hours watch yet. Okay, Dave, what did, I, I'm curious. You you were kind of starting to say it right when you were bringing us on, but what were your thoughts about Justice Is Gray? Um, I I mean, I, it, like I said, it's something unique and it's something special because I mean, well, the whole history behind like why it's why it is and i'm actually going to be doing like a whole video about that but uh uh the the, the reason why it is why it exists and i mean there's the the this how how like zach has talked about um well i'm starting to hear feedback now is that good no we're good all right um yeah um no when like you know zach has been talking about it for the past year about why it exists so there's something special about it, the fact that we've seen all these images in black and white but the feel of it it's just crazy that you're actually watching this four-hour Justice League movie 
with all these characters, huge, huge scope. And it's in four, three ratio and it's in black and white. I mean, how unique is that? <laughs> I mean, usually like these movies, they have to be, you know, full of color and every, you know, they have to look a certain way. The fact that he's just like, nah, let's put a black and white version. Let's make it art house as fuck, you know, with a four, three ratio. I just, there's something I just love about that. And it's just, when you watch it, yeah, it's definitely like a different kind of watch. There's certain things. It's especially those scenes that are very colorful, like the flash scenes, you're wondering how they're going to play out. And I thought they played out pretty beautifully in black and white. I don't know how you felt about it, Scott. I think it will be one of my go-to preferred versions to watch the movie, actually. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think I'll uh, go back and forth. Oh, no, and, and that, that'll have to, but I, I actually would find myself, you know, kind of leaning on the Justice is Great version more for a couple of reasons. One, I noticed details in different scenes, especially scenes oh, yeah. that had more CGI in them. Th little details popped yeah. in the black and white, like Victor's Nightmare. I could oh, yeah. clear as day see the Robin suit oh, in yeah. that in in the upper right hand corner of the screen because things that were um, distracting me mm -hmm. were stripped away and it just it just made it very crystal clear and and stuff popped more in the black and white and also and I I don't know. If, so I think we kind of talked about this last week, but there's some VFX and CGI that's still not, a little, yeah, still not, not fully cooked. It could have, it could have been in the oven a little bit longer, but the black and white of it hides that hides it, hides that's, it completely. And, and they've talked about that. Like yes. that was the reason it was in black and white when, when, when the VFX were not done, exactly. it, but it does the same thing with some of those scenes like, some of the stuff in Victor's Nightmare or uh, or a lot of the Superman stuff that I have criticized in the final battle where it just like the green screen, like just doesn't look quite as crisp, but in the black and white, just as his gray version. And like, it's all, like all that, just like I can let all that go because yeah. it doesn't it hides it. It hides it. It really yeah. does. So no, no, yeah, it, it does make everything uh, just yeah. You don't even notice any, any of the little like oh yeah, that's that's a little yeah, could have been you know a little more another uh, you know another thing of polish might have been on that you know just a little bit or something. And I mean, like I said, I mean we've talked about that for a while, and that that's what he does. I mean that's why he never shoots anything in broad daylight. First off, and uh, I mean Debbie even brought it up recently that that was one of the reasons when they showed people that. Um, just to hide those unfinished spots, it just kind of helped, helped out just, just to hide those little imperfections. And, you know, it's like, yeah, he's smart. He's a photography. He knows what to utilize when it comes to his shots and, you know, and everything. So it's great. But, uh, let me, uh, before you start talking, I think you're going to say something, Stephen, but we'll bring in Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, hey. what's going on, fellas? How's it going? How so you guys doing? So you get invited this week, right? <laughs> yeah. Let me understand. Okay, okay, good. Okay. No, You're... we got invited last week too. It's just no, I saw. Yeah, yeah I know. But no, I, I was um <laughs> I wasn't gonna come in last week. I was going dealing with something in the yeah, family. Yeah, so. yeah, some family. Well, yeah. Ben, ben here, here's what you missed. I wanna <laughs> hug you, Ben. I wanna <laughs> hug you. Okay, there we go. I, no, I didn't miss that. I I watched all of it. <laughs> 
Oh man, I watched all of it. Oh god, oh. It's, it's okay. We all loved it. No, but uh, how's it going, Ben? How you doing? It's going good. It's going good. Listening okay. to you guys talking about Justice Gray and uh, yeah, how'd I you was, like? Uh, I, I I liked it just as much, uh, and I, I and I, I agree with Scott. A lot of stuff that was like uh, was not polished all the way through that needed a little bit of more time in the oven. Yeah. It, it it hit it perfectly. There's a couple of scenes I'm like, oh my god, this is this could have used a little bit of uh, fine tuning. But when I watch it in uh, uh, black and white, it just it just nothing jumped at me. It's like, oh, that could have been fixed. There's something about the nightmare scene too that's in black and yeah. white. Yeah, yes. It just yeah. it just makes it a lot more like just it's just eerier. Just you get that atmosphere a lot more where it's just the contrast on yeah. the Joker's face. Yes. And the, yes. Yeah. The um, history lesson is also really yeah. cool to watch in black and white. Yeah. I know. Um, I saw a comment that I thought was cool on Twitter. Um, someone said that it made it feel like a Kurosawa film. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is a because I, I know that it was a little bit of inspiration in the first place anyway, but um, yeah, I liked the uh, um, the the I think I agree with everything that everyone is saying, but also that there is the not because not it's not just a desaturated, it's also like the contrast is is pumped and balanced in different ways. Yeah, um, and so you really get like some of the the shadows or the. Um, yeah. any of the deep like the detail and things like like I said it's, like with Joker's makeup like yeah. around his eyes is like way darker yeah, and, yeah it's not like they yeah. just turn on the black and white filter I mean it takes they they you, they go through every little you know no, they got it graded yeah they got to make it looks amazing I mean yeah. it's the, even the stuff and we're talking about like hiding um the 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 more uh um I don't know I don't want to use the word underbaked again because I I the more I watch it, the less the, the CGI kind of stands out to me personally, but um, it, it, it makes the CGI less um, like stand out less. Um, but also um, even the, like the CGI that looked great in the first place, like with Steppenwolf, he looks like something else in, mm -hmm. in black and white. Cause he's I, so the, cause he's, he's so you've got a lot of contrast with him because every little layer has a deep black under it. And so you that the texture that you have in his armor um, like really pops out. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And the light reflecting off his armor really like mm -hmm. pops and shines. And oh, he, he he just looks so he, he looks sharper in the black oh, and white. And that's one of the things with Snyder's color in general that kind of people always go to is they it gets criticized for not being saturated enough or not being bright enough. But it's it's not that it's not bright enough. It's that he plays with the the whole spectrum in the you know he, he uses more of the the um the colors in his toolbox and so but as a result of that you get like deep deep blacks and, and bright bright whites and so you, that that means often like you play with those like primary colors a little bit less and so it might not look as as like colorful as like a marvel movie or something um which is funny because those i don't think are even that colorful but um, <laughs> um maybe but four, it's, it's the like the dynamic range and the 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 contrast that really does his visual style uh justice and so the black and white is just like a pure like it's all lighting it's all contrast it's all shading um and and that's like his biggest strengths i think as a um as a visualist and so it kind of just says forget about everything else this is just pure color or pure um dynamic range that we're leaning on for the look <laughs> I love the super chat so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. 
We are really uh, talking about how we watched it. Yeah, exactly. What a time to be alive, man. I mean, seriously. I mean, this is, I mean. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. I mean, come on, guys. It's just, it is crazy to think about. It. And the fact that the hash, well, you know, speaking of black and white, I mean, we can't, for, we can't not talk. I mean, I had to take pictures of it last, or when, when I watched it. The Batman scenes on top of the on top of the uh, on top of uh, Gotham PD with the the bat signal, Gordon, everything like that. Oh my God, that oh. made it, that made me want like that that super noir Batman right there. You got you got him just standing there. It's funny too because when you see that shot that he actually posted a long time ago too. I remember when you actually see that first shot of Gordon looking up. It actually looks black and white in mm-hmm. the regular version. I thought it well. I was like that looks almost black and white right there. It's kind you of know? funny that when I have it on. Um, I'll be working on something and I'll have it on um, and I'll, I'll leave the room and I'll come back or I'll look over and see out of the corner of my eye and I'll, I'll like second guess like, wait, is that the color version or the, I thought yeah. I had this. There's um, sometimes where, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like really way more vibrant. Like, like I said, it's not just desaturated. Like you, there are things that are popping in it that your eyes kind of fill in the color because um, you have that kind of amount of detail in there. Whereas just a normal desaturation, you're going to get a lot more like bland gray kind of middle tones. Um, and this is definitely not that. Uh, I thought the whole scene when they were in Themyscira, the whole ambiance, at, at the, the color created it, created made it feel like it was a whole different movie. Like it, yeah. when it went from mm-hmm. and when it went into that uh, into that section of the movie where they were in Themyscira, it used to feel like a, a completely disconnected entire Especially movie that was just horses. like throwing in. Yes, there's yeah. something well, about like when they're on the horses, like just those shots in black yeah. and white. For some reason, and, and when they really took good. that shot, when they took that shot, like they were off the battle, the battle, uh, they were they showing like us uh, the just people from from Themyscira, not the warriors. Yeah. Even that that shot right there, it felt like, oh, this is like, uh, you know, if it threw, it took me back to the three hundred uh, movie. It felt mm-hmm. that way. Well, or also the um, the football scene with the snow yeah. coming down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was the perfect. way that scene is lit. It's very, very, very dark. Um, and and there's a lot of shadows, and like Vic is kind of running in the shadows. But then in the foreground, you've got the snow, and you've got like the 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 bright lights hitting the snow. So there's a lot of shine on them, and it's almost like. The, the contrast in that scene is pumped to the point where it almost looks like something from Sin City where you've got just like the yes. stark white against the stark black. And like snow is a crazy way to do that because literally you have a completely black backdrop in some sections, but because of this light is shining through the snow, the snow is glowing white. Um, or the other thing I was going to say about um, Ben said Themyscira, Zach, whatever, the, he's not unique to him, but whenever he does like armor or kind of that like medieval or fantasy stuff like with 300 or like with this or sucker punch um there's character in the metal or i mean even you know batman's armor suit his his metals always have scratches and dings but it's not just scratches and dings you've got there's grooves and um and and there's always shading in there like dirt is crusted in it or or whatever and it's the it's that type of thing that once again when you go to the black and the white and you and you um and you um increase that um contrast that kind of stuff looks really cool. I mean, like I watching this, I've seen some like cool black and white shots of 300 before, but watching this, I was like, I need to see a black and white version of 300. That would be amazing too. I wonder if he has one of those. And, uh, uh, we got somebody else backstage and, uh, he needs no introduction. And, uh, I have, uh, you know, Mr. Garza, I have a uh, perfect drop for, uh, for you right here. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hear that was perfect for uh, last week when I, uh, you know, failed to uh, put the uh, the link in uh, the group chat. <laughs> okay. You know, I, uh, I almost, not only did I almost block you, I almost <laughs> followed you. <laughs> and I almost, and, and it was literally like I was, it's drafted of talking shit and tweets. About you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you almost went on like a 30 we believe tweet. You. We all and believe you. And then I didn't realize because yeah. Garth was literally in the chat going, look over here. <laughs> right. I was like, what are we doing? Like, uh, okay. Right. Like, well, I'm going to bed. And, and like the whole time, I'm like, where's, where's, where's Ben and Garza? And then I saw like the flower. I was like, oh, shit. Oh man. Right, man, I got it. No, it's all right. It's good. Got it's good. It. Yeah, you got it. Well, yeah, it's fine. All right. I know. I got. I got to make. I got to make it up to you. I got to make it up to you. I get it. No, but um, thank you for joining, Garza. Uh, we we're just talking about the black and white version. And uh, how, how did have you watched it all the way? The black and white version. Or the no, great. I haven't. I haven't watched it all the way. I've watched it in parts just because I had it playing. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny is, you know, I, I get that. Um, you know, it hides the imperfections a lot, right? I mean, that's the cool thing. Um, but, you know, I'm just thinking back to whenever, you know, I said that the fucking film said it needed it needed work because that's why it was black and white. Literally, I we literally said it's in black and white to hide the imperfections. And everyone was like, no, no. How no, you're dare you? Yeah, you're you're so against Snyder. You're I calling you we all got that. We all got that. I remember. Yeah. Uh, I think it was when. Uh, I think it was when um, he posted the uh, the Uxus image, and I'm like, oh yeah, the reason why it's like that, guys, is because well, it's not finished. No, you, you remember know? the one where he's like, like he's swinging, he's image, swinging down. Yeah, the Uxus image. He the Uxus wasn't even in that image. That was like a, a concept no. art or something that he like no, manufactured. I know which one you're thinking about. No, it was, was that, are you talking about the one where he's about to like swing forward? He's about to swing. Oh no. Where he's about to swing and hack a couple yeah. people. Like where he's just, no, he's, about to, he's about to hit the ground. Right. No, I was no, talking this, about the one different. where the long shot, where it's coming across the ground, like level to him. Oh yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, the yeah, one yeah. where he said, the one that he posted, I think it was yeah. the first one he posted no, where he was like the King daddy. About, I was talking about the one that's up close where he's about to just like slam his, uh, the one was like, yeah. Yeah. No, but that was well, that was black and white. But that was also post viz. I mean, that yeah. was yeah. that was yeah. clear. Wait, yeah. people. Hold yes. on. Yeah. Well, yes. Wait, people, yeah. people thought that one was done. Yeah. Yeah. I got the most well, crap from that one. But there people was... thought people thought people thought the Steppenwolf <laughs> getting stabbed yeah. with the, with a light <laughs> in the background. I don't know if you if you realize. Yeah. Well, you, the, and you uh, mean the, the green, green screen, screen where the boom tube yeah. was supposed to be? The green yeah. screen and a halo they light said, where the boom tube. They said that was complete. They yeah, said, I saw no, that it one. It, that's oh, dude, that's quick. That's, you're talking about a day of work. Oh, <laughs> just, okay, just, man. The number of times I saw someone suggest that, I think the word people would use is plonk. They'd say like, "Oh no, you can just swap out, just like plonk in the uh, the the dark side um, CGI model in place of the Steppenwolf in the history lesson." And it's like, "Well, this is not a video game mod. Like, this is not. Well, it's not, it's right. not even that. It you know when you think about it, like." And no bullshit. Like I'm not. I'm not boasting about myself, even though I am. But when <laughs> it when it comes to yeah, when but, it comes to, 
Yeah, when it when it comes to so much shit that I got and we all got, but mainly me because I was the most. I mean, I I I heard the shit I got and then I just fucking I kept going at it. You know what I mean? Like others, they heard it and they were like, "Ah, fuck, I'm not gonna respond." No, I fucking responded. So, <laughs> well, that's it, the reason why you got the most hate because you're responding exactly. Like, and guess what? And who the fuck we was the like, most right? I was. I was the fucking <clears throat> one that was most right because guess what? That's all anybody ever thought about, right? They weren't saying, hey, Scott, how come you didn't say anything about Green Lantern? Because <laughs> Scott was like, I don't know. Like, we maybe it is. Maybe it's not. He never he never took a definitive stance. Right. Hey, 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 um, you know, Stephen, what about 40 million? You know, what what about what about all that? Steven was like, eh, whatever, I'll fight that someday. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it. I'll mention it. But we'll I'll talk about it, it. But anything like that. If if it was the, it was stupid, right? Because it couldn't be proved. It well, exactly. Any, anything that's like, trust me, bro. If that's like, because ultimately, <laughs> what, what all what it all comes down to, like, we can give evidence, right. but until right. the until someone says this is how much we're spending on it, then it's all it's there's nothing definitive. <laughs> and so I'm kind of of the mind, or I was of the mind of, okay, well, I'll I'll get out there what my stance is, and then yeah. you know I don't need to argue it because you know it'll prove itself when it proves itself. Well, and well, right, and then you have, and, and I'm a news and commentary show. That's I, yeah, like, I know. Well, I know that. I'm really working my format. Sorry, <laughs> but what I mean though is like you know. And now we I get to say, Scott talks shit yeah. about people yeah. online. When it comes to like when it comes to all that stuff, I mean, it's mainly I think Garza is like the big voice out there. I'll be like the second, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. And then it kind of just yeah. Well, right. because you know, I I would have people that was like, I was like, hey, it still has post viz and pre viz in the fucking yeah. cut. Like, it's temp music, and they were like, no, it's not. He said he was done. He literally finished it. He it's said it in March. Smart. SnyderCon. Because yeah, I was like, lying. yeah, and I was like, I'm not saying he's lying. I just, I'm just saying that he's a smart guy. But it's not done. Like, it, I know it's not done. And and guess what? Deb comes out and says, yeah, yeah, no, there was a lot I'm of fucking. Like, oh, there was a lot. No, yeah, but see, there's a lot of confusion there because. You got to understand, man. That was the two fourteen cut. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. That wasn't even no. this fucking. Four no, but that's hour. People, but people, I, I thought that it was a foregone. Like I thought that everyone knew this. Finally, I was making a joke there because it got to the point where I thought that like we could just openly be like, "Oh yeah, so we were right that whole time." And I brought right. it up on Twitter, and people were like, "Oh no, that's you're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, not the the two fourteen cut was done. The seventy million was to turn." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I wow." I don't know yeah. how much more you need this to be like slammed up into your head, but like you're, <laughs> you're wrong. I don't, well, it's not a big deal. You know, but. You know, so I want to bring in somebody who probably was all up your ass about it, you know, being finished. He's probably one of those guys. I mean, come on, Mr. Andrew Dice. I mean, was he always giving me shit? I mean, <laughs> it wasn't guys, anybody's ass. I don't even, I don't even know. I, I didn't Dice. even know Dice. I didn't yeah. know Dice in 2019. Okay. Let's I, think, no, I, I feel like 90% of like what Dice did or like really anyone that I talked to a screen around about it was just kind of like, okay, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, They're like, I appreciate, oh, go I appreciate in your you letting me know. Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, I, I'll say like, this. Um, note. Like they, well, go on, go on Dice. Sorry. Well, no, you know, when you're like, you're, you're waiting to catch a subway or something and some guy comes up and he's like, Hey man, Hey man, you know what, you know what the deal is? You know what the deal is? The Snyder cut. And you're like, well, uh, no, no, go ahead. That is how I felt with Steven. That was uh, uh, two and a half years of my life. That is, a, that is a horrible analogy. I would have been like, get the fuck away from me, dude. I don't want no drugs, you crackhead. Get the fuck. Like, no, but sometimes but, it'd be like, damn, really? Like, yeah. right. I haven't heard anybody talking about that. Where did you hear that? <laughs> well, and I'll say this, you know, the sweetest moment, and I like no bullshit, 
Like I was just like, oh my god, that's validation, right? Because I had known that Green Lantern wasn't going to show up, right? We knew Ryan Reynolds wasn't going to show up, yeah. but yet I, ha- I had nothing. I literally had no kind of like, here's my proof, right? Like no fucking screenshots, yeah. no nothing. I literally just had my tweets and everything that I've said. And I was like, well, I, I know well, that he wasn't going to be in it, but that's cool. Yeah. And so for the fact that, <laughs> that Zach would come out and actually fucking say. Did, did we actually think that that was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never thought like because I always thought it would be like hit like no, it didn't happen. So why is he going to talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I fucking, I love well, it. what was funny about that is Grace said it. You talked to Grace. Yeah, and you were like yeah. totally on board, and then I went to my <laughs> person. And I said, "Was this ever on the table?" He said, "Yes." So well, I got to double confirm it. So that just that just that was like put you on the Grace put you on the launching pad. I fucking hit yeah. the switch, and you were just yeah. off. To the fucking you backed race. it up. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gone." Well, it was like, really I was gone. Funny about me about or to me about the, the whole thing, and like I don't know. I don't like to be all like, "Why don't people listen to me?" Haven't I proven myself? Because like whatever, I get it. But, <laughs> yeah, I do. But, but um, between like like Dave. Like I think you would pretty clearly demonstrated. You would say things like, you know, um, you'd put it out there, and then it would be, you know, sometimes even years later, it would it would get validated. And so you had a long running track record of like clearly Dave knows what's going on, um, or like you know even you know in the past year it's been like oh no Dave just calls Zach and finds out. So like who's gonna call bullshit on anything you say? Yeah, um, well except except for the Snyder, I mean the uh, air cut coming on Christmas, you dick. Go on. <laughs> Oh um, man, I was hoping he's not the one. He's not the one. Yeah, that but you, that, you jumped on that shit really <laughs> all, fast. All he oh, said, yeah. all he said was he hinted at a rumor that he had heard, and then yes. you were like, "Dave says it's coming on yep. Christmas." Yeah, that was you. <laughs> that I put it all on yeah. Dave though. Every- Dave. Hey, everybody and, thought uh, it was like Dave. The, the Grinch yeah, that stole Christmas comes in and is like, I don't know. No, I heard. I, I just I, I caught wind of something. I'm like, oh, maybe it's something. So that's why um, I didn't. But I didn't fly out state. But I said it. I mean, but like between. Between you know the the three of us to, to some extent, I mean we had like a, I I think a pretty solid track record of like hey this is what's going to happen and then it would happen and then and then someone would come out and they'd be like oh well um, I don't know Garth has got a list of things to say uh, uh, you know they <laughs> <Yeah>. say Zoic Studios and we'd say like no that's not true and then everybody's like how dare you it's like what? yeah. All I, of a sudden, I mean, we know, know what's no, 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 no. It's not even that. It's, it's, it's back. That was the whole reason why this shit even started because we got this, this fake news that was like, oh yeah, air cuts getting worked on for nine months. Guess what? <laughs> Steppenwolf is actually going to be in the air cut, and guess why? Because they're taking the budget that they used from Zack Snyder Justice League and putting it in Ayer's cut. That's what they're doing. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, like, uh, dude, like, yeah, I was like, wait, that, that, no, dude, you don't, you don't, that's not what you do. Like, you don't do that to this fandom. Like, I, at least for me, I was just like, no, dude, you know what? The Zoic Studios could potentially be working on the film. I'm not saying no to that, but air cut, no, fuck that, dude. You're, you're lying to people. And so I, I felt like not, not necessarily, um, you know, protective of it because that's not really it. It was just, I was like, no, dude, you don't, you don't just to get to come in here 
when everybody's riding high and go, oh, all this fake shit is happening. You know what I mean? Like, and then get mad at us just, as if like we don't know what we're like, talking about. And I'm right. not even just talking about that one. Like, I know it's, uh, people are going to think that we're like picking on one particular place. No, but, I mean, no, this no, would happen no, with no, other but, places too. I remember um, Dave said that uh, the Steppenwolf design in Zach's cut. Oh, everyone was like, oh, it's, it's going to yeah, be the, this is. This is back in like 2018. Dave was like, "Oh no, it's the same as the." Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, same with us. I talked to VFX app. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Yeah, for that." And people got, um, people got mad. They're like, "No, it's Zach wouldn't do that." That was that was Whedon's. And my my rule of thumb was, if your sentence starts with "Zach wouldn't," then you're (laughs) full of shit. Don't know what the fuck you're Uh, because your your entire premise is based on your perception and what you think Zach would and wouldn't do. Well, you know what? Zach took dark side out of the history lesson. Zach replaced the Steppenwolf model. Zach. Cut cool. two hours out of the movie to try to appease the studio. Like, what was so, sad about that though was like, like finally when when Zach was finally uh, putting back the old Steppenwolf, they're like, "See, he was wrong. He has yeah. the old OG Steppenwolf." And yeah, like, exactly. yeah, now well, that he got not, seventy not million that, dollars, but Zach ended up putting out a picture that had the the the, yes. the new okay. Steppenwolf in it, and you were like, "There, see, I told you." And yeah. and people were like, "Oh no, we found out, but we just didn't want to let people down. <laughs> we didn't want to disappoint fans." Oh, <laughs> like, that was always the thing. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, well, well, so now, yeah. all of a sudden I, you're you're evil for for <laughs> killing people's hopes and dreams instead whereas no. like you were wrong for That's saying it you were factually wrong when it turns out you were factually right now you were wrong because you were killing people's hopes and dreams like how, why, it's fucking <laughs> stupid Here, here's what i want i want to answer i, I want to because me and ben we talked about it i heard scott's podcast i i, I heard y'all i think i even oh, heard yeah. dave talk about it. i am so like to use the word befuddled is beyond yeah. like I cannot, when I was on when I, I went on Mario's show I used I we the both of us used this we, we would finish a sentence and be like it's just yeah it's so like dude I, I cannot I can't uh, as somebody that's in sales right I cannot imagine like fucking up a cell so badly like in anything in, in any kind of shape or form like I've never ever in my life I don't even know what to say well, because you had so before everybody knows Zack Snyder's talking about we're talking about the answer. Yeah, well, I was going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Before Zack Snyder's Justice comes out, Hamada, Hamada, and an exec come out and say, "Oh, it's a cul-de-sac." Not Hamada, but an exec, right? Whatever. They say it's a cul-de-sac, right? Okay. <laughs> like, all right, fine. You, you're you're actively telling people that you're not going to continue something that hasn't come out yet. Okay, cool. Even though it's the hottest item. All right, good. And then you have the hottest item come out debut. And literally the Monday after, rather than than display the the numbers, rather than give everybody what the viewership was, you bring out an article that says, yeah, no, we we like the multiverse. We're all about the multiverse. In fact, we love having all these creators, except that one. We just don't want that multiverse around. We want multi-tiered family content. You know, and, yeah, and you, like James Gunn's Suicide Squad yeah. and Matt Reeves the Batman. So, so you should, so you should accept those, just not that one. And here's the thing: is that we have other projects that are getting excited. So I, I'm glad that you guys like that product and it's the most, you know, recognized. But hey, you know what? Hey, look, air cut. No, we're not going to release it. <laughs> like, dude, well, you, there was no reason that you needed to answer that. Scott, well, right? Garza, to your, well, no, because the point was not only that you don't need to answer it, but it wasn't even a, it was it wasn't an interview. It's not like that someone casually asked that. Oh during yeah, I know. A marketing interview. It was oh, a, like like she said, ask me about air cut. I want to tell them I'm yeah. not going to do it. Oh <laughs> no, Scott. Scott said it. It was a press release. That's what it yeah. was. It, it was, was a series oh, of yeah. Mini you guys explained it very well, Scott. What what, what are you guys saying here on Squadcast? 
DC well, that, the point where I was making was look at those answers. One, look at the mm-hmm. questions. They were yeah. all pre-written to, yep. to, to solicit drafted responses. There was nothing yep. spontaneous or mm-hmm. off the cuff about these responses. Read it. It's very clear. Look at the questions. They were leading questions that, you know, it was like the, how do you react to, you know, the toxic fandom? What is she right. going to say? Oh, I think it's fine. No, like that that question is written well, not, to not even that. A response. But also look at the fact that the and this is the point that I that Tim and I hit really hard on 301 because we we haven't done an emergency podcast yeah. in years and it was like, no, we're going to clear the plate. We're going to we're going to The last one was the the Superman, right? That he was leaving. The Cavill the thing. One. Yeah, the yeah. Cavill negotiations, yeah. So, the biggest thing is look at the at no point in her answers does she acknowledge the numbers and or the response that the movie received. So it was so crystal clear to me in my speculation that this, these, yes, before these were the answers they were going to give no matter what happened. What happened though, was it was so overwhelmingly well-received and it became the cultural bandwagon for the weekend and it kind of into this week too that when you give those prepackaged answers i mean i think everyone and their cousin used the word you know garza you said it was befuddling but if you think about it what was the one word we all used across the board tone deaf well it's tone deaf because they hadn't heard it yet and this was already the response they were ready to go. So when they, you pull the trigger on this on a Monday, supposedly the interview being given on a Sunday. Right. But the problem is when you put it out on a Monday after the weekend it had, the four days it had, you're sitting there going, I, I feel like I feel it like doesn't make dro- sense. No, no, no. Well, we, need the, we need the drop from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where he's going, and, and when John Turturro is going, this don't make no sense. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't because you, you look at it and you go, all right, well, let's just assume that these these executives, right, that they're in it literally for money. That is all. They're not fans of the shit, right? They're not fans. Let's just put it that no, way. It's clear. Of course, they're not fans. Yeah. Okay, they're not thinking with their fandom mind, right? They're thinking with their wallets. So well, and, and they should you, arguably they shouldn't be right. Well, I get well, no, no, they are literally in profit for business, they're not in a you know a non profit. I'm sorry, they're, right. they're in a profit for business. So, when you think about this, if you were to tell me that this person is all about the multiverse except for one, one side, it, it makes no sense, right? But then you go, All right, well, we're going to go ahead and, and literally shun out. The people that are calling for this, which in 2016, guess what? There was very few people calling out for BVS, right? There was, I mean, we weren't all doing what we're doing right now. And yeah. I'm going to point out to Steven, and I'm going to give him credit. Sorry. But <laughs> when it comes to this time, in this point in time, when it, where we're, dude, guess what? Restore the Snyderverse literally trended over 1.5 million tweets yep. in a day that had no kind of, hey, this is what time we're going to do it. These are the time frames. These are the zones. You should do this and post this, do a video. It was, no, it was literally uh, resource. And guess what it was from? So many fucking verifieds. And guess how they were found? Because Steven figured out a way to figure it out. And guess what? We as a community literally 10x that shit. And it got out. So all these people were calling for Restore the Snyderverse to where if if release the Snyder Cut was a million, 
and it made them go, "Hey, Zach, we got to do this." <laughs> I mean, dude, what, I, well, that was story's cool. already out there. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean? Like that only made like one hundred fifty k or something like that. What was hmm. released this night? Was no, 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 no. That was that was close to a million. That was a million. Was like seven hundred and seventy k. Okay. Oh, no, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was close to eight hundred. Yeah, but then, but then you got to realize too is guess who pushed that? Zack Snyder went on Twitter. Yeah, put, this yeah. guy had ben no got on. Well, I think the, big, the biggest yeah. thing when we say like they didn't read the room is that the the reaction to the Snyder cut wasn't just like oh yeah that's a better version of the movie, but the number of people who I've seen and and interacted with personally also like who are outside of the film Twitter sphere who who don't just say like that's a better version of the movie, but they say. This is what should have been released in 2017. This has me more excited, not just for what Snyder could do next. This has me excited for the idea of live action DC movies, period. Mm -hmm. The brand, the the DC live action movie brand um, was impacted by the Snyder cut more positively than any other DC movie that since like Wonder Woman, I think probably is the last time people were like, oh, hey, if they did it like this, it would be good. That was the last time people said that DC that they are excited about what DC is doing in the big screen. I mean, Joker people liked it. That was very different, and it was established as a one-off. Um, Birds of Prey was like popular, but also really controversial. This is the first time that anyone has had that kind of a reaction to it. And so, to get these people that are hopping on the train and, and saying, "Wow, I see what Snyder was doing. Wow, I want to see what." Snyder could do next, or I'm so excited for what they're gonna do for this universe. For her to come out on the Monday after when she should be announcing the numbers and and highlighting how well it did, yep. and instead says, "No, we're not doing any more of this." Is so uh, befuddling. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's it's um very organized. The, the only reason, the only like taking my fan hat off. Forget that I like this. Forget that I want more of this purely like what is your intention behind this is the is the question right so from like a yep. pr perspective from a marketing perspective you start with okay what do you want the message to be and so whether or not it's effective or not is whether or not it communicated the message and the only thing that i can think that maybe they intended to communicate with this was we don't want snyder fans money anymore which right. arguably they could say like snyder fans are a monkey on our back we can't move yeah. this universe forward until they divorce themselves and decide they're not going to get what yep. they want and so they could have said look it's a vocal minority we're done with it we're going to tell them to screw off if that was their goal i mean it didn't work but that it's the closest thing i can imagine to that to being a, a an intent unless whoever is running the pr whoever proposed this and, and workshop the questions and answers is just entirely incompetent and and, and should be fired for even <laughs> well, thinking this was a good idea well think about think well, once about again it's not what, a fanboy perspective that is just a straight you are a company trying to present yourself to your customers stupid right. but but like what guards if you think about sales it's it would be like when i used to work at a bookstore it would be like a customer saying saying i want this book yeah now, of course my going, job Oh, well, but have you have you checked this other book out? Because I don't know if you want to read that. The artist, I'm not a fan of. I don't really like the fan of that book that you're buying. No, and when, the, when the job of yours should be, here's the book you want. By the way, yeah. if you like this, hey, have you? It's the yeah. hand sell. It's the mm -hmm. here's the thing you asked for. Here's the additional thing I'm going to put on top to actually make us yeah. more money. While well, I'm giving you the thing that you asked for, but I'm saying if you like this here's something else like that's what mm -hmm. the multiverse should be presenting is yes i like this arc 
But ooh, I like I like that Matt Reeves Batman over there. I want to I want to I want some of that too. I want yeah. I want no. some of that too. Okay, can I, can... Well, well, no, I, I was also ask, from, from the sales perspective, and another one that Garza will appreciate. But like anyone who's read like basic principles of sales, they literally use the phrase "some fans may be disappointed, but you need to be yeah. patient." Like you <laughs> never, never say if someone's going to be disappointed, and like you're trying to sell them something, don't say you'll be disappointed. Say, "Oh, what, <laughs> yeah. the things that you want are going to come down the like you you, you, you always phrase everything in in a positive. Your you never phrase it in a negative, um, no. unless and you're saying, "I don't think." The products that we're I don't think are what you I don't. Want. Yeah, that's the only time exactly. as a salesperson I've ever told someone they're going to be disappointed is if I literally don't want their money, and I'm and I'm telling oh, and them. I, and I, 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 as, a, I as a product, what does the Snyder Cut really represents to them? Because one of well, the things that's, that that's we, what I was going to bring up. One of the things that you got to think about is like what is it that they're building to that this movie or this universe represents on what they try to build? Is it a roadblock? Is it does it hinder no. what they're trying to achieve? And maybe that's why they're creating this concerted effort because it's a unison they working at unison first it was a hamada and then his her, his boss came out and say all this shit and then uh then hbo max who was supposed to be uh detached from everything else didn't put out the numbers didn't give any information about the gray edition and all this stuff that's going around that is sort of is like everybody is on working on unison to bury this thing like they, we want to make our well, money back yeah, we, I, we invested this much on this thing so it can <laughs> be a measure of success within the investment that we made but not to continue it that's what it feels to me because uh, once I, when you put a product out even if it's outdated you're gonna say hey we have this it's outdated but we a couple of months and you know and like uh steven said you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna regret it buying this thing because in two months for now, I'm gonna give you something that's gonna enhance this experience. And this is not what we're getting. We're getting, hey, be patient. We might, you know, might not like it, but it be patient. Like, what the fuck is no, that? I mean, it, I, I'm gonna say what I think, and I want Dice to answer because I, I really <laughs> yeah, want to hear his opinion. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do want to say that I'm gonna plug myself. So just get ready. But so I wrote an article today on Wait, Real Anarchy. The PT 13 show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and so my whole point was kind of explaining this, right? And and one of the thoughts, so you remember remember when Zach, uh, you know, basically brought out the tweets and was like, you know, if this is a vocal minority, if this is a small people, then how come your, your people can't do this type of, you know, uh, publicity, right? So it's the same thing, only this time it's going, okay, well, why are you guys scared of what Zach is doing? Because at the end of the day, if you cannot compete with what Zach has done as far as a Green Lantern, as far as Batman, as far as anybody, Superman, if you cannot compete with him, isn't that the fucking reason why you hired the guy in the first place? Because nobody could do the shit that he's doing. You get what I mean? Like, it's that double-edged sword. It's that Catch-22 where you're going, if you're so blatantly against, like, keep in mind, the Snyder Cut was compromised. How yeah. fucking, like, crazy is it, right? Like, the Snyder Cut no, got compromised. This right. is the version of the movie he shot behind their backs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he he didn't... Which was already... Jack Snyder made this yeah. movie in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, like, so like Dice, I'm, I'm yeah, curious the because, reference. like, yeah, the whole point is that you make a... You, if you're going to hire an auteur director and you're trying to, like, separate from him, Set like it's almost like you're going, Well, we can't win, so the only thing we could do is cheat to stop you from making it seem like you know how to do things versus us. But I'm like, The whole point is like <laughs> that nobody can make films like him, that's why you got him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, well, and like you're saying, like it doesn't make sense from 
a business standpoint, I think the only way this makes sense, like to with the example you were giving, Scott, if you refuse to sell that book, even though people want it, it's because it's personal. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. just it has to be the, the weird thing is now we've got a new situation where we were saying and I think you guys talked about it last week, how we were once saying uh, if people can't you can't expect people to have two different versions of Batman. They'll be confused. They won't understand it. And now no one would understand it less than Warner Brothers, apparently. Like, the fans <laughs> yeah. are totally ready. They're like, yeah, sure. Yep. Give me more of Ben Affleck. Give me this Pattinson thing. Give me, if you want to do a TV series with, like, whoever. A young, younger Batman. Sure, I'll do that. Middle-aged Batman. Great. But I think that also Warner Brothers thinks there is less value to their characters than anyone else, which is but, but every how, single like, installment. How, how is it? Every single installment we have of Henry Cavill's Superman is weakening the Superman brand for what comes next is how they are going about this. It's like, no, but we can't if we put out it's it's the Spider-Man thing they're probably afraid of, which is weird because Spider-Man keeps getting rebooted and keeps getting yeah. like better to some people. But they, they just keep saying, like, we we need to stop it because every movie that is coming out that is Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman or Zack Snyder's Batman, or Zack Snyder's Superman, is taking us a step down the path towards people getting tired of this. And we need to kill it. We need to reboot Superman so we can retain as much Superman Mm. hype or buzz or positivity as we have. That's the only way it makes sense. Otherwise, they would... And it made sense at a time, a decade ago, when it was, we only have so many Batman chips we can cash in in a decade. And that made sense. But now you have i mean it's the reason it was it was jason kylar said that at the end of the day the heart of our business and our biggest job is giving our customers what they want and that is like wow you are uh, no reason like no surprise everybody in hollywood hates you as a studio <laughs> yeah. because that is not yeah, at all because yeah our job is to tell you what people want not give it to them like no right. no no we're we're smarter than them and then if a movie does bad uh it's the person who made its fault um, it isn't it isn't <laughs> yeah. us for thinking that we knew what it was. It's totally personal, I feel like, at this point, because you would you would just say uh, at least say nothing. I think that's what Stephen yeah, and I were saying. Like, even why just, you get yeah, out just, in front of this? Why yeah, you there literally was no point. Why you, yeah, you literally with the David Ayer question, you know what you could have said? You could have been like, you know what? I'm so thankful that David Ayer and his fans are, are wanting that kind of cut. And right now, as as we get ready for the Suicide Squad, which is going to be coming out soon. We are going to be thinking about it, but no, no question exactly. is ever going to be exactly. no. Exactly. Look, look, look how David Ayer responded. David Ayer responded to that because yeah. some someone on Twitter said yeah. something yep. in not exactly the most diplomatic way, and right. and all David Ayer because I think someone said, oh, they wouldn't release the Ayer cut. That would confuse <laughs> it with um uh, with the guns, the Suicide Squad, and Ayer quote tweeted the guy and was like. Well, yeah, that would be horrible, horrible marketing, brand, a hard, brand. horrible brand messaging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm listening here going, see, yeah. Ayer just answered that question, yeah, better than Sarnoff did because he did it in a way that didn't say no. We're he just said it. not yet, not right now. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Right and, now. Then, and then and then even like now. and Sarnoff could have said something like, "Oh well, we got this Flash movie that's going to be starting production, and you know that's uh, coming from this world of Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. that's Edgar Miller." Um, Annie Muschietti is going to be doing this crazy thing. You know, she could have diverted it to that instead of just squashing. Or, or just kept, held the entire interview until after the Suicide Squad comes uh, out. 
Instead yeah, of coming out on the eye of Zack Snyder's Justice yeah. League, after Suicide Squad comes out, you come out and you say, wow, we're so excited for the Suicide Squad. It did huge numbers. Um, here's the future of the brand. And then they say, well, what about Justice League? People were really excited about that. And they'd say, yeah, we're happy that people were excited about that. It wasn't in the cards. And so as a result, we're like, it's not like we, there's no momentum on that because of the fact that it was a one-off. But um, we entertain ideas from all creatives. But this is our this is the plan that we have been developing and are going to continue developing. Anything that develops net, we'll have to, you know, we have to take it as it comes. And then, like, then that's all you, and that's all you say. But you come out on the high of Suicide Squad and say, um, here's the future. It doesn't currently include any Snyder Cut stuff. You don't even. It would be wrong to say, "Well, think about it" or anything. You just say it doesn't currently include that. But we're focused on this thing you're excited about right now, as opposed to this. The timing of this one, they say, "Oh, we're so glad you're excited about this." Stop it. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> underlining that they don't. Oh, Dick. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Right. Literally, it, the, the the thing that's baffling to me about it also is. There is a, I, I don't, I couldn't, I, I say tangible, but I couldn't, I don't know what the math is, but there is a dollar amount that Ann Sarnoff owes Jason Kylar yeah. because of this. There are mm. people who will, who will, their, their churn went up a measurable amount yeah. because of that interview. There are, there is a percentage of customers that will leave because of that interview. There's a percentage <laughs> of customers who won't sign up because of that interview. Um, the entire purpose of the Snyder Cut is to bring in subscribers to be excited about this kind of content being on the platform. And she said, "Stop subscribing to HBO Max if you want this kind of content. Stop." Which is, which is, like, oh, do you, do you think this information like, goes out to the public without uh, the knowledge of Jason Killar? I mean, I don't. Yes. Yes. I have. Yes. I don't know if this was done. There's, you know, there's no way. There's I, no I way cannot, that he I cannot fathom the idea. Not. No, yeah, I feel I like if he had screened it, I've got to imagine the questions would have been answered differently or come oh, yeah, directly right. from him. Yeah, there's even. no way. Right. Like, yeah. right. But this is so, so <laughs> counter to like, and this is not me being like, Jason Kylar is going to save the Snyderverse. This is me yeah, being no. like, Jason Kylar wants HBO Max subscriptions. End right. of story. Right. That's all you need to know. He wants HBO Max subscriptions and she is encouraging people to, to, to not cancel or to not have it if they care about this kind of content. And that's well, and, and the, the, fact that we, the fact that we as the fans and even Snyder himself have had to, we've had to be the ones beating the drum saying, don't cancel your yep. HBO Max. Like, I'm sorry, isn't it the company's job to be yeah. selling <laughs> us on this? Yes. That's what was weird well, about the just say nothing, say nothing, and then nobody has to say don't cancel it. Like literally, if they had said nothing, there wouldn't be a fight over well, that's, do you that's, need to cancel or not. That's my point, though, right? Like I almost feel like maybe Ann Sarnoff, in some miraculous, stupid fucking way, is literally doing this shit on purpose. Like, what oh. if she went? Hey, look. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a Warner Brothers and Warner Media off. have like Warner Brothers. Been I know. I will write. The, the Hamada interview did the same thing. Hamada was like, "Oh yeah, no, the HBO Max is for the spinoffs and the, and, the and, record stuff." Get, I get that, and guess what? She comes out with this interview and she says she's talking shit. Really, is what she's doing. So she's kind of like, <laughs> "Let me just see if they're going to tweet it," and it comes out to a million fucking tweets. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, you don't talk shit about the product you're selling before it comes out. When it comes out, if it's a fucking hit, a monster hit, everybody is talking about it. You don't sit there and tell those people, no, but we don't, you know, you're not liking the right things. We're telling you what to like, and you're not supposed to like this. And so it's, mm -hmm. it's different now because well, with this, all the voices, that's the thing. 
Well, and the way everything was yeah. crafted, it felt like hey, 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 di- di- dice, dice. I'm going to be go. quick about this. This is not happening. Mr. McLennan, Mr. McLennan. Look over here. I think the thing that has made it even weirder now is that it is clearly just a blanket rule. Like the, the yeah. people within Warner Brothers have gotten the message. It's not happening. We're not doing it. Do not encourage it in any way. So then you end up with these weird cases where it's not it's not a negative. It's just when people uh-huh. say, you know, so 1.5 million tweets. Did you see that? Maybe you'll get answer off saying, yes, I saw that. Uh, so are you going to be doing anything? Mm-hmm. It is wonderful. No. So no. there's no logic. Well, but, but either there. they, there's no but weighing even then, though, that's. That's the whole point why they haven't shown the numbers. Guess what? If that's literally, yeah. that's the whole point that they're going. Yeah, we're over a week yeah, and we, we still have not yeah. gotten solid we're, numbers. We're not gonna, we're not gonna give you fucking numbers because guess what? We gave you numbers for Wonder but, Woman. We watch thought that was all huge. the international. But, uh, one thing, one thing that I mentioned. One thing that I mentioned the real, the one thing that I mentioned the real emotion uh, podcast uh. was that uh, even they, they were excited about the numbers from Wonder Woman that weekend, but we don't know what were the churning numbers. Well, no, no, after, even- after, wait, hold well, on a second. After one month went by. So they could have said, listen, we don't want this thing to repeat again where we got overly excited about these numbers, and then a month later, we see this churning rate like 75% where people just leave the platform. So but probably not even that. But, but I'm, I'm just playing the devil's advocate. I'm, saying, I'm not saying that's what happened. But no, I know. But these things can take place behind the scenes. And, I, and another well, thing is that I feel like everybody knows what's going on. But I think Jason Killar couldn't care couldn't care shit either way. He's like, I want to see the numbers. I'm going to wait on, on 30 days. I don't give a fuck what you, uh, Hamada said, what Aaron Sarno said. If the training rates are low and everybody's saying on the platform, after they sign up for this movie, guess what? We're going to continue this universe. Because I don't think he has a dog in this fight. He just cares about no. fucking money. Yeah, he's not going to get involved in the politics. and like He no, doesn't care not. about the Snyderverse other than the fact that it's a product. Yeah. And so if he gets involved, it's going to be when churn goes through the roof or when... Um, or when the Snyder Cut is the biggest hit ever, and he says, awesome, hey, um, Walter, what are we going to do to capitalize this? And he says, uh, well, we've got this uh, trench spinoff from Aquaman that Blue we've been Beetle. thinking about doing. Blue Beetle. Or Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. And he's going to say, uh-huh. okay, but what about, what are we going to do? That is there a Nightmare series or a <laughs> no, Leto no. Joker, or what are we doing? No, no, like, no, no, oh, no, no, we're no, not we doing just, that. We literally just got Pierce Brosnan. And That's that is the point at which at which Kylar says, right. all right. You're not doing your literally your job right. is to say this is good. Do more. That is that is. That's it. But literally here's, here's, your job. But here's the thing, though, that I can't that maybe it's it's just it's weird to me. Like, OK, well, if you're going to have this product come out and, and do what it's doing right, you cannot now because you you, you know, for lack of a better word, you prematurely fucking jacked it off and you went, Hey, Wonder Woman was so gangbusters that guess what? We're gonna we're gonna green light a sequel. That, that even that. that that even the director and the actor aren't gonna boast about. We're gonna green light, we're gonna announce it. There's a sequel because everybody watched this film. So from that point on, <laughs> that was the benchmark, right? I mean, you and no disrespect to all the little things. I love the film. That film didn't get a sequel, not that it needed it, but I'm just saying, like, the numbers weren't so tremendous. They were like, yeah, they were like, oh, my goodness, everybody watched this. No. Tom and Jerry, the only reason why it got buzz is because it released a Snyder Cut, right? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, you have the Snyder Cut get released, and guess what? Nothing. And I do mean, literally, there was not a fucking peep of, well, this is what it did this weekend. It's literally 
it's because you can't say you can't yeah you can't say that it did this number because guess what any number you bring out better than wonder woman yeah, and that, and that number, that number about HBO Max and like I think of what Samba TV or whatever the heck, what, what, yeah. what, what is yeah. it? Yeah, that was just on smart TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was just on smart TVs, and then not yeah. to mention we got we we and I keep on saying this is the fact that Wonder Woman eighty four was released on HBO Max here in, in the United States, yeah. all around the yeah. world. It was all out in theaters, and it did not <laughs> do well at the box office, considering no. you know it did you know whatever, not that not that great. So, but when when we heard about the numbers about you know in Brazil, Crave. Just said that there was the most watched they've ever had. Game of Thrones. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, and also, Dave, to your point, also remember Wonder Woman 1984 came out during a holiday. Like, like everyone thought. Like, when I'm looking, when I'm looking at Snyder Cut, you know, maybe you're on spring break, maybe you're not, maybe you're still at work, and then so many of those reportings talked about the 19th, the 20th, and 21st, and I'm like. What about the Thursday that it, like? What about the 18th, the day it actually like you know, yeah, released? Well, like you and, go and look at the numbers, and it and there's so many things. That if you actually break down the statistics and you look at what they're reporting, where the information comes from, what dates are they, what are they measuring? There's just a whole lot that makes you go, huh? Like mm-hmm. why why report it that way? Yeah, like, well, and that's, and that's the thing with statistics. You, yeah. it all matters. What do you count? What do you discount? And how do you report it? Because that's why it's lies, damn lies, and statistics. Because you can make the numbers say whatever it is you want them to say based on how you measure them. What are your factors and what are your conditions and all that stuff. And that's what I was bitching about when, um, way back when they first announced the theatrical streaming deal with HBO Max was get ready for a bunch of people who don't know what online metrics are reporting online metrics as if we know what is we always use these and they're and they're trying to fit that into this box office paradigm so like you have you have the um whatever the one that measured smart TVs um and then um and uh the, the big thing with that was that it, people found out like oh that, that's only they only measure whether or not someone watched the first five minutes well how do you know it's like what what are you comparing this to you don't have a hundred yeah. years of prior like do you measure oh it's well, in two million households is that good yeah exactly like, or you have like oh so so you have so endgame broke the box office record but did how many times did people blink during it or did yeah. they look away from the screen oh, no, did no, they no. take a bathroom oh, break how, took a piss yeah, how do you yeah. How many times did they watch it on Disney Plus? Did they rewatch it because of it? Like, dude, what are you doing? There's a number. Yeah, yeah. but we don't right. have. So, but we do know, like, for example, Crave has been around since 2014, and Game of Thrones was on Crave, and this beat yep. Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones is like what HBO Max is looking for. How do we replicate <laughs> yeah. that? Yep. It's like, oh, conveniently, <laughs> statistically speaking, we now know what does better than Game of Thrones. But, and, but not even and, that. It's like, well, okay, I watched it. I keep watching on HBO or uh, yeah. on my Xbox. Does that count? What? That's not a smart TV. It's an Xbox. Yeah, so, I'm watching yeah. it on my Chromecast. It's probably not counting yeah. either. Well, and, and I, also with, with stuff like that, you have demographics, like the type of people that buy smart TV, yeah. like yeah. a lot of more like consumer, like like hardcore consumers or or people who are building home theaters and stuff, they don't do smart TVs because they want to get something like they know that, Oh, Correct. I want my Apple TV yeah. or I want my, my yeah. whatever I can swap in. Cause it's going to be higher quality. Ever, I don't need to worry about a receiver. software. 
Well, yeah. Anytime someone says it's opt-in, I'm like, oh, okay, I've never opted into a single thing <laughs> yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. The people that do are like your grandma who's like just clicks yes on everything to get <laughs> yeah, They're the menu. taking <laughs> my data. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Of course they can. So and that's not to say that like I'm not I'm not saying this like, oh well, we can't trust that because but it's just that nobody there's no because the, the big thing with that also know. is people that, started that saying, means like, that, oh, that only means a third of the people watch it all the way through. Well, that's terrible. Compared to what? You have no idea what the completion rate wow. is on literally anything because you never you're, and you're, it's a four-hour movie. Yeah. Like, well, like, not, not only that, but it's it's the fact that literally that was just smart TVs, and it was almost enough with Wonder Woman that got released here in HBO Max. It's right. like, oh, okay. So you mean if you calculated all the people that were watching it, all everybody worldwide? What do you what do you think about this? And possibly like, hey, well, let's uh, wait until Godzilla. Oh, I do. Stronger. I think so. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I, I I was about to say that I I truly think that they're going to come out and say. And and I, again, this is no bullshit. I'm not. I'm not trying to put it out there. But you remember when I said <laughs> it would leak? I was right about that. Oh, like, yeah, like, well, gonna, yeah, yeah. The, the whole oh, movie no. showed up on YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Godzilla I feel leaked like, too. Yeah. No, no, no. But this is what I'm saying. They're going to come out because it's Warner Brothers. They're going to come out and say that Warner Bro- that Godzilla had a bigger subscriber count and more views in the first, you know, the full thing through. Compared to the Zack Snyder Justice League, yo, if that happens, you're gonna, no, 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 that's it's not gonna happen. But I'm saying that that's what they're gonna say. They're gonna use a metric like the smart TV, quote unquote. But they're gonna be like, oh yeah, Chromecasters watch Godzilla vs Kong, but they're not gonna say the Chromecaster. They're just gonna say the app. It it got watched. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing though is that the the analytics that we're talking about is from a company who has their their software on smart TVs who is gathering it independently. HBO Max knows who is watching it and how much they are watching it. And they are not releasing that info. And so all the data we're going to get, we're going to get a bunch of different things. We're going to get um, so- we're going to get um, device and software providers who can measure because people are using their software or hardware to watch yeah. it. And they're going to say, this is what percentage of our customers watch. Well, okay, well we have no, there's no context for that. How, how big of a puzzle piece is that? How does it compare to the other puzzle pieces? What's the historical data? There's literally, there's no, there's no parody because we don't know, how it compares to, you know, what's their demographic, their demographic, you know, the type of people that buy smart TVs are entirely different than the people who are streaming it on their Apple TV or, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, watching on their iPad on the iOS app or on their Mac, like exactly. using, using the iOS app versus so, the Android app and, versus the Xbox or PlayStation app. So, like, yeah, exactly. So what's the complete, is, is the completion rate one third on all devices or is it just on the smart TVs? And we have no way of knowing. And then oh, also, yeah. is that is that five percent of the total people that watched it, or is it fifty percent of the total people that watched I, I, it? And how does that compare to five years ago? Yeah. The only people who have the data that that matters are the people who won't release it. And so you're going to get here's yeah. people that watched it on our device or service. Here's um, how many people engaged with it on social media. Here's yeah. we called people on the landline and we asked them, <laughs> "Did you watch?" We it? went back and, to the Nielsen listing. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, I mean the, the fact that we're talking about it, opening like, weekend numbers is like in a streaming service that is literally well, the least important number. Exactly. Well, that's the other thing is that you've got um, the this had very little marketing push from WB. I mean, obviously oh, it got a pretty good strong trailer push, but like WB little? didn't push it. Really? Also, there's no goodwill going into it from the last movie. Um, because of how polarizing BVS was, but also it's a alternate alternate cut. I hate that term, but I mean that's how people see it. It's perceived as an alternate cut of a movie that people didn't like and didn't see. Um, and compared to like Wonder Woman 1984, is like people were going into that with the hype of the last Wonder Woman movie. 
Um, and it was it got the full marketing push from from WB and all of that. And so, and this is a four hour movie, right? So there's so many factors. And then, and then the the if you were paying attention to social media, the growing number of people, it's becoming a social. Um, it's the Zack Snyder cut, the Snyder cut challenge. As people are like, "Whoa, it's it's the thing is to watch this now." And did, can you sit through it all the way? And everyone feels compelled to to tweet that they saw it, and everyone is expected to have an opinion on how good. Brad like, Paisley, man, you, cap yeah, yeah. you captured the zeitgeist Dude. with this movie, and it's only and so therefore the legs on this. I bet, I bet Weekend Two is 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 bigger than Weekend One. Oh, and those, also, and, and, and that kind of yeah. goes back to because Dave, I was watching, I was watching your video, and then that goes into the question of, I'm sorry, I'm laying in bed, like almost ready to like go to sleep for the <laughs> go night, slower. and then I stop it, dice, <laughs> and, and then well, I see the I see the tweet from Grace about Justice is Gray is coming yeah. out at three a.m. in the morning, and I'm like, what the what. Yeah. I, I mean, I like I'm sitting here going, "What?" And, and of course, what do I do? Are we believing this? And I'm like, "Hold on." I did. I mean, yeah. I, I DM'd people. I was just started, like, I started going, "Oh my god!" And then I reached out to, of course. And then I, when I got the confirmation, I was like, "Oh, I'm." And I even asked, "Why uh, no push?" Yes. And all I like, got was a hmm. Think about well, it. And, and, and wow. then, and, well, and then that's mm -hmm. also kind of weird because when you're thinking about releasing the Justice Justice is Gray edition, what a customer or what a business person wants to make money would be thinking about is you it's let the, the movie you let the movie breathe play out, yeah. breathe a little bit. Then when you need to make sure that the churn stays low, boom. You yeah, know, drop the, the justices. It was like a week later to the fucking. Well, like, you drop the numbers. Hey. You say, "Oh, hey, we are really happy with how much you people guys are liking this because this is how many people are watching it. Here's a little bit of something extra." And, like you goose those numbers again. Um, and and yeah. do you guys find it weird that I thought supposedly we were supposed to get the like that added little dialogue from Joker? Yeah. No, yeah. he said that we're not going to. He said in an interview, he said he considered doing that, but then oh, someone okay. asked him on oh. Barrow. And he said, that it, yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be part of the grade. I know. That, that, that's, that, if you watch the actual interview where he said that, what he said was that it was something they considered, um, but um, he didn't specify it. But the way he said it sounded like they didn't. But then someone asked on Barrow specifically, is this going to be, um, are there going to be any, any differences? And he said, no, it's the same cut. Um, okay. It's just a different color grade. Um, yeah. Although that's a lie because the title card says Justice League, Justice Great. Great Great Edition. Great. Yeah, yeah. So there is one difference. Yeah, but <laughs> it was actually, actually this is a liar. Steve and I gotta liar. get out of here. Sorry, you have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, I mean, it was odd that I mean, we found out that it was going to get released. When did she drop that tweet? It was probably it was like, like four hours, like, little over four hours before. Okay, so so for me, it no, it was even no. it was even earlier because yeah. uh, for because me, it dark, dropped yeah, it, you guys it dropped it like yeah, yeah, Dave, you jumped on our live. Yeah, yeah, I was in your chat saying something. like, what? hey, guess what? We didn't even know how. Thought, to I thought it kind of made sense. I'm like, oh, it's a week later at the same time. It's good. And then I went, wait, I yeah, found it weird. Wait, maybe this is weird. Let me reach out, you know, and see. And then it, yeah, it's definitely some weird fuckery going on. Yeah, I found it weird. No, no promotion, no, yeah. nothing, no tweets, well, no, no, no. You didn't even tweet. That's and, and, then, and, then, and then here's and then here's the question I have now moving forward. That's really kind of burning, burning a you know hole in my britches is. 
am I supposed to be watching the color version? Am I supposed to be watching the Justice's gray version? Am I supposed to be alternating between like like in my head? I'm trying to play the game of what does the most or does anything do any good well, or what does the most good at this point because i've been i've been focusing a lot on the justice is great edition because it's the hot new thing thinking that but then i'm also like but i also don't want to ignore the regular version so it's like oh i need to hit play on that one like i i don't i'm I trying to beat them at their own game to, and they'll figure it out but i think the way i see it if if i were <laughs> Clearly, this is not the right way to think about it because they don't do way, things the way I would. But if I were HBO Max um, and I were trying to consider, like, what is the value of Zack Snyder to us as a filmmaker? Um, I would say, if I was Jason Kylar, is I would say, get me the numbers on the Justice is Grey edition. That's the alternate cut of the alternate cut. It's the black and white four-hour movie of Zack Snyder's Justice League that we dropped without marketing. The numbers on that are going to tell us how much pull Zack Snyder has. Actually, the numbers on the regular one, that's Zack Snyder, but that's also like we marketed that and also it's the Justice League. So, you know, people are going to watch a Batman movie, right? People are going to watch a Wonder Woman. Are they going to watch it in black but, and white? But what does it take? Who is going to, to sit and watch an entire four hour black and white movie? That tells them that's what Zack Snyder can do for us. Give him whatever we want. And that's what, and, and just because his name is on it, this is what it will do for us. So, Whatever the numbers are for Justice is Gray is going to tell them this is Zack Snyder's power as a filmmaker commercially. Huh. That's what those numbers say. And it kind of makes mm. you wonder, too, because the fact that he didn't tweet it, he only posted on Vero, and then those hashtags that he used, where he said hardcore, he said put it on repeat. Uh, what else did he say? Justice is Gray. There was like don't, another hashtag, too. Don't something, right? Don't, don't, delete. don't delete. Don't delete. Don't delete. Don't delete. Watch so it. it's almost, I mean, I don't know if this is like the same situation as back in 2019, November 17th. It's, but at the same time, it's kind of weird that it didn't go to Twitter. And then finally the official Zack Snyder Justice League Twitter account, probably like two hours, an hour and a half before it dropped. Hey, guess what guys? Want to watch it in black and white? Yeah. Like, like your 4k uh, your, like, HDR, yeah. all, that all that stuff. stuff yeah. And, and yeah. then also, and then also the fact, and there was a thought that I had, and I think I lost, I, I, I lost the thread there for a second, but, oh no, it was the, also the fact that I had, I almost thought that like most alternate cuts of a film, it would have been placed in the extras section of the film but no it's listed on hbo max as as if it is a completely different i you you had to search for it like i had to i had to go to justice league and then i had to go to the more the more like it section and oh there's justice is great it says new right on it had a new new on it so it's even every single view on them says this is somebody who went looking for this because of Zack snyder so that's interesting Um, that is interesting right there Hmm. Well, and I was going to say, so when it comes to like these numbers and all that, so if, if you, what numbers Garza, what numbers? Well, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> I, oh, I was going to get to it. So if you, if you get to, well, okay. You know, we, we reached a million tweets or close to a million tweets on release of center cut. And that's the reason why they decided to, to do this allegedly. So what do you do when there's 1.5 million saying restore the Snyderverse? How do you even get past that? There is no, like that article came out. On Monday, yeah, we got to 1.5 million on a Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, like there was no, there. It wasn't like a, 
oh, okay, well, we had a we had a plan. No, it just fucking happened. And so it's like, how how does that happen, or how do you how do you get past it now? Because there's there's no it, more kind of like, oh, well, you know, release of Snyder got got brought up because it got released or because it got hashtag. Well, yeah, but there's another hashtag that got put out there that's even more than release Snyder cut. So, what does that mean? Well, and that also demonstrates the the fact that the the behavior of that particular hashtag the fact that it did so well and in the time that it did well and the fact that it didn't wasn't on the back of ben affleck and gal gadot tweeting about it it wasn't this whole like sensation of this conspiracy theory of whether or not this exists or doesn't russian bots there's there's no um zach's not goosing the 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 engagement by releasing a series of brand new looks at the movie and you know, this is literally just people reacting to what Anna and Sarnoff said. And that includes like <laughs> Brad Paisley and almost, the ancient aliens guy. Yeah. <laughs> like you almost and, want to believe that she actually had this plan, but we all know that. I would say it was a, I would say it's a brilliant stroke of viral marketing. If it weren't it would be, yeah. her name on it, but um, but she should just well, lean into it. Oh but, yeah. So I had this, this plan this says, <laughs> Sorry what, guys. What that trend says is that the, the, that Zack Snyder through pure artistic vision and brute force caused the entire internet to do a 180 on the, <laughs> on four years of Snyder or three years of Snyder cut snark. He, he is now right? the most people, popular celebrity on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. People, people were so ready with knives to destroy this movie. Like, and we know that like, we know what, what that looks like. And they, they were so ready for, so it was they yeah. knew it was going to be bad and 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 not only was it not bad but it was he delivered something in a way and they wanted that made, they wanted that made people originally. say whoa hold on I, w- I i at one point i searched on twitter i searched snyder cut i was wrong in the search box and just like sorted it and and i mean hundreds oh, of i am so glad i was wrong or even i'm yeah. I, there was someone that was like i'm sorry zach snyder I didn't get it. I get it now. Like, and that's not just like an anecdotal thing. That is a, a widespread, there was like hundreds of it's, people saying this stuff. Um, and the, clearly they either didn't pay attention to that or did this interview before that. And if you look at the language she used in the interview, also the stuff she talked about, it felt like they were very much assuming that the, um, nobody was going to like the it. target audience was the, um, the people who say like, Oh, all that singular all vision. Movies. All the all DC movies are, feel like Zack Snyder movies, and it felt like they were trying to dispel the the notion that they only cared about doing things the way. Like it's like they were scared that people were going to get the idea that Zack Snyder was the future of DC again, which in a way they did, but not in the way they were afraid they would, but in a way that they always wanted them to, of saying like, "Whoa, is hope and optimism and faith and positive." Like I I feel good coming out of this movie, and I'm excited, and not just excited about like. Like the movie gave me a good feeling and, and a feeling of like victory, but also I'm excited to see what happens next with these characters. And and then Anne Sarnoff was like, Don't worry, it's not all gonna be this way. Like, don't you don't need it's not all gonna be this grim, dark, singular Zack Snyder vision. And the people are like, But no, that's we want that now. <laughs> and like she oh, yeah. missed that 48 hour window Did where that came. Joker thing, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, yeah, it's nothing new for like a studio exec to be behind in terms of like what people are talking about and what people want. The thing that just is the, where my confusion stops and like starts and stops completely with this is that it would make sense to act this way. 
if this made people want this and you had a different plan, but they just don't have another plan. Oh, but they so, have a plan, Dice. I cannot yeah, tell you how many times I saw the word plan, that's, vision, yeah. and Dude, strategy no, uh, in uh, that multi interview. Four years after getting rid of Zack Snyder, who, by the way, had a plan. Yeah. How bad does it look four years after getting rid of Zack Snyder and his plan to then come out and be like, don't worry, we've got a plan. It's coming. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you can't come out and say, here is our plan, be excited about it, don't say a fucking word. She kept on saying plan. That's why when I did my little parody video, I was like, I kept saying, when I did her voice, I kept saying plan, 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 because there's the only plan you're doing is like, you, you don't seem like you like money. That's why I have it burning in the background and with your face on the Joker right now. And yeah. it's off. I mean, geez. Um, yeah, I know the plan. Ugh. But it just doesn't, well, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, unless the plan you don't need a plan like that. Well, that's the other thing that is weird is that nobody is even bringing up the term multiverse among fans. You just give them it. The yes. person like, you know, my, my, my brother, like I have friends who are comic book and superhero fans, but if I said multiverse, they would go, Oh, so like, what does that mean? And that's <laughs> like, we're treating it as if no, no, okay, we need to explain. We need to explain. And I feel like fans get into that, too where you know, it's like well I mean, no, nobody liz wonder had me on her first youtube show literally to go scott i need you to explain the multiverse <laughs> right so you know how movies come out every year and yeah. they're all like different stories see and different characters and but sometimes they're in the same cities so that's because they're all taking place in a multiverse like when Crazy. you turn on the tv and it's like why aren't people on friends talking about the incident that happened in the <laughs> Avengers because they're in a world in the multiverse yes. where that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. That'd be sweet like, if they oh. did though. No, but, um, no, but, uh, you know, you know who I wonder, you know, who I'd like to hear about this. I mean, obviously he pushed it a little bit. What does Jim Lee have to say about all this? You know, mm -hmm. is he just being told to shut up too? I mean, don't you get that feeling? Like, yes, I just get the well, like, and the way she dropped his name the, also, she was like, "Oh no, Jim Lee is the man coming up with the plan." And I was like, "Yes, well, he already came up with a plan oh, on the whiteboard in Zach's office." He, <laughs> Who's got the plan here, Ann? You? But Jim? you get the sense you, but you get the sense that Jim Lee doesn't have a seat at the table because yes. he's not the movie executive. He literally, he literally he's the comic with, book guy, he so he's you're over there. He sat with Zach. He sat with Chris Terrio. And <clears throat> Jeff Johns, then they made those, uh, you know, those whiteboards and they drew them all out. He drew, you know, little fucking, you know, because he's awesome and he knows how to draw just something on a whiteboard with a freaking uh, 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 a black marker. And they, they freaking have 12 of these boards. He showed a picture of it. He showed that old, uh, you know, where Zach's studio or where his office was, which was just like a fucking fortress of solitude right there. And. And just it was like a museum that should be fuck, that should be displayed in a museum that whole office right there, and I'm just going and so I'm just should going, you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, what does what does Jim Lee have to say about it? if he's the guy that's supposed to be going? Yes, let's do this. And he's the one that said, "Hey, let's get this multiverse thing going." Because I mean, I, apparently he had a, a, a hand in getting Ezra Miller. The multiverse concept was him saying, you know, we could have it all, guys. Yes. Let's put him in. Remember, he was the one that spearheaded putting Ezra Miller in the crisis yes. on Infinite Earth. Exactly. So he could be like, look, we'll get Ezra Miller in here. We'll let Zach do his thing. It won't be the main thing. We okay. can do whatever. 
And they were like, yeah, sure. Okay, that's fine. And then like they found out that it turned out like people were excited about the Snyder Cut. And they're like, well, no, we're not. We can't do that idea anymore. Yeah, but do you, but do you think, okay, Steven, do you think like this has anything to do with the fact that they signed this like huge deal with Bad Robot? I mean, is there something with that, you think? like? I know. I think that the other – I mean, imagine um, imagine the feeling like there is the perception that your work is going to be compared to Zach's work. Yes. Um, right. I gotta imagine nobody's excited about that. Yeah, but that, but again, the 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 old, insanely overwhelming majority would not even are right. just categorically the kind of people that won't do that. Like that's the yeah. thing that I I feel like that goes to the well, we can't have two well, movies that use Batman remember, because but, then the potency of Batman becomes weaker over those years. I think remember why we got in this position in the first place. I think this ties into her, the fact that she called out toxic fans. Also, <laughs> um, the amount of like I think there's a lot of gaslighting. Um, in that interview and in the way that it was oh, conducted. Yeah. Toxic fans is one of those things because anyone who, I guess, watched the show know how we feel about that. Yes, there's toxic fans. Yes, they're a problem. But it is fandom is not toxic. People are toxic. And we, most people that I know that are in the fandom don't like the toxic people. So it is not like a part of the core identity. But the, they, the studio presented a plan. <laughs> they had a plan that they presented to audiences. They say, hey, look, we're going to do the Zack Snyder thing. But we're also going to do some stuff with other people. It's going to lead to Justice League 2 and 3. And um, well, at the time, they didn't say 3. But you know, they said, we're going to do these movies. And everyone was like, yeah, awesome. And they said, OK, here's Batman v Superman. And audiences were divided. But it made a lot of money, right? But they totally, like, from that moment on, panicked. And you had fans who were like, no, we want more of this. And then they said, nope, we're taking it all away. And those fans were like, but we were excited about that. And then you have the percentage of people um, of like the the influencers or whoever on like film Twitter that they were listening to that were like, oh, no, we need to make these people happy. We need to rewrite this movie. We need to bring them out to the set to convince them that it's going to be this different movie. And then and then when the movie when Justice League landed, what did they all say? The people that they remade, remade this movie for said, oh, yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's the people who said they need to get rid of Zack Snyder, the the the, the critics, the, the the I don't know. I, I hate to go in on like the bloggers because that's so such a weird bucket. And, you know, Dice and I are a part of Those that damn bloggers. So wait um, but but there are you know, there are colleagues of You're ours part of the problem. Who, yes, you Dyson. Well, who, who pushed it to the point where like, Warner <laughs> Brothers was trying to appease them by making these changes in the first place. And then they tried to cover for Warner Brothers when justice league was terrible and they said you know, it was a step in the right direction or superman is, is it, at least it's not snyder and then um and then and then they carried warner brothers water for for three years saying it doesn't exist it's not gonna be better whatever and now it comes out and it turns out that they were wrong they were wrong about the direction the movie should have taken they were wrong about the fact that an alternate version existed they were wrong about the fact that an alternate version was was gonna be better they're wrong about the fact that uh, remember people, people said the reason justice league flopped was because people didn't like batman to be superman Okay, so then how come the Snyder Cut reversed everybody's opinion on that? Shouldn't that be the other way around? Yeah. You have, like, so, so how do you have like, that, that, that narrative just doesn't line up anymore? And then this interview feels like, once again, it's going back to that same crowd. Like, don't worry, we've still got you in mind. It's like, no, at what point do you understand that the people you are catering to are not your customers? They don't care about your product. They don't. They aren't passionate about it. They only want you to be a Marvel knockoff. And even when you're a Marvel knockoff, then they go like, "Oh, you're just a Marvel knockoff." Like, <laughs> stop. Like, they're not. Do not cater to those people. They they don't care about your product. They don't care about your characters. They don't care about your filmmakers. They don't want what you're offering. And you're never going to appease them. You have, meanwhile, an army of people begging you to give them a product 
and they will they will tweet 1.5 million tweets in support of this product and imagine if you were working with them instead of fighting against them what kind of hype you could generate for this i mean imagine That's if they came up tomorrow and said Zack snyder justice league 2 2022 Justice well, I mean, three, 2023 nightmare spinoff series. I think, I think we could have talked about internet this. will break. It will just, it'll, it, they will, they will, like Microsoft will be like, we got to turn it off for a few hours, guys, and let everything cool down. It's not <laughs> well, I mean, No, no, but even, you, even on that point, like, and Dave, yeah. I mean, I, I was told this was a spoiler stream, so I'll just get into a spoiler. Oh, no, go for it. I can um, say whatever you want. It, it, it would appear that someone could say, oh, look at this movie no wonder they changed it there's nothing in the world that would ever convince warner brothers or dc to ever entertain a story where superman and lois had children and then meanwhile superman returns the, the superman on the tv show that's the entire TV foundation show? so so okay it's not that no. so it wouldn't be that's why they changed it it's not that it's a dark tone because robert pattinson's batman looks like way darker than anything in this movie in terms of the actual content uh -huh. um it, it just the, the things that keep being picked away it's not that it's not this it's not a dc thing because the concerns aren't about being true to the characters or their depictions because fans and creators and dc and comic figures all like it so it's not that it's not a plan because we're not seeing anything that it would conflict with so it just comes down to you have just i guess set your heels in the sand and said the only way this feels good now is if we let this be the end of it and never let anything come from it and that's okay but then don't don't try to don't <laughs> take a bucket of piss and call it <laughs> granny's peach tea because we're, they're not going to drink it it's going to be own what you're doing i mean the way this comes across and what everybody here and everyone in the chat probably realizes is that like there is just kind of an open cold war going on mm -hmm. within warner media so well, and then also is. you could, and then also you get the whole. If I have to hear, give a mouse a cookie one more time. Yeah. But but, but okay, exp explain this to me because you're a business. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy you, this could have all been done. Me, what if you give me a cookie? <clears throat> I'm going to want more. Let, let's, uh, let, let me understand something here. So I'm. So you're saying that it's wrong that the corporation sold me a product that I spent money on. And I'm telling them shirts. And, yeah. I want to. I want you to take even more of my money. Yeah, give me I'm, more of that, so that, that I can give said, you even more of my money. I'm sorry. How is this a bad thing? Hey Scott, we're gonna sell you a product in three parts. Um, here's part one. But you know what? We changed our mind. It's not the version that we sold you on. It's a different version, and it sucks. Um, and forget about two and three. And you say no. Give me the one that I ordered. And then they give it to you like, but you're just going to want the other two parts now. And it's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, because that's what you sold me. That's what I paid for. Oh, and it's what I want to continue. It's what I want to continue to pay for. I'm sorry. And I and I said, that, I forgot where I said this. I have not bought. These people are mad in the first place because you sold them something and then took it away. Yeah. Like, and, and, then, and then it's like, like I have not paid you're, you're toxic. It's like, so much money. I have not purchased so much merchandise. Yes, you since seriously. <laughs> me personally. Yes. Since Scott sends me links to everything, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore, Scott. My <laughs> wallet is bleeding. I'm literally, my wallet is showing blood. There's blood. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, I, but I'm seeing you going, I, but I guess in my mind, I'm like, Stephen, like you said, it's like, 
That's the product. And that I'm I'm literally voting with every dollar I have, saying, "I want this. This is going to bring you money because nothing you have done since 2016 has generated this much desire for me to throw my money at you at unreasonable amounts." Yeah, and 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 then and like like we said about. We want Ben Affleck's Batman. We want more of that, but we also like, like you said, Dice. But I want this Pattinson thing too. It's like, yeah, when I go to the, hey, sometimes I want the peanut M and M's. Sometimes I want the peanut butter M and M's. You know, some. Well, and that's I, I Jim like Lee, both. right? I yeah. mean, Jim Lee well, sitting there going, uh, I mean, if this is a good, like, my job, I think here is to tell you if something seems like a good idea yeah. from the DC perspective, like the brand of the DC comics universe. So. This, you know, oh, having Ezra Miller in the crisis, that seems like a really good idea it was. from a DC perspective. So I really think that should happen. I mean, he's not, it, it he doesn't like, dream about being a studio, a movie studio executive when he closes his eyes at night, I guess is the real difference. Yeah. I think when you were talking about that earlier, I feel like, <laughs> like what happened is Jim Lee was like, well, look, let's, um, we can do these at the same time. And if you think people need an explanation, um, then I'll we'll get ahead we'll, of it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll stick Ezra Miller and crisis and like, and, and we'll see how people react. And, and, and like, well, I don't think people are going to understand if Pattinson is not Batman. And he's like, well, let's, I think it'll be okay. I think the customers will take it. And they're like, okay. And, and so they put flash in there and the internet is like, that's so cool. And then, and then he's like, yeah, see, look, they're into it. Like, okay, well, I don't know. And then they're like, well, let's at fandom, let's make a big deal out of it. And so, so they come out and they're like, okay, there's going to be, different universes and there's the multiverse and people can, and then the fans are like, yeah, 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 cool. And Jim Lee's like, yeah, see, they're cool with it. And they're like, yeah, but what if people don't get it? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, cause it, that's, cause they say like, oh no, the multiverse removes constraints from storytelling and it allows us to tell all these different stories in different universes without, uh, without worrying about it. Yeah. And then you're talking about viewers, like you're, you're talking about your audience as if they're morons is, is what it always comes <laughs> yeah. down to is like yeah. I, yeah. To, to put out that movie. To look at, um, it was the first thought I had when I was 20 minutes into the Snyder Cut, and I was watching it, thinking, "Man, why don't, why didn't you just release this just to see, like, what <laughs> yeah. what the what the response would be? Because there's obviously so much here that people would have to say. All of the reviews would be, okay, well, we like, have to talk about this movie. Give it a couple of weeks, and here's the baffling part: somebody's going to release a two-hour cut of this movie that is not as good, but they're going to release without reshoots." They're going to yeah. release a chopped down two hour version that people are going to be like, you know what? It's not the same, but like this would have been pretty fucking good in theaters. Yeah. Like, yeah. like take that Martha scene. Don't reshoot that with the thirsty line. Just cut out the Martian Manhunter part at the end. And yeah. it plays the same. Yeah. It plays, serves the same function. It serves the same purpose. You don't have to worry about the Martian Manhunter. Don't put like, you know, carousel music over top of things. Yeah. Like actually <laughs> allow them to just breathe. But I mean, that really is the thing is that whoever it was that made the decision when, when the, when the call was made that what people actually want is this justice league man warner brothers should be getting out in front of that more than anything to say this movie that we put in front of you is not what we think our audience is deserving of because the kind of mentality that would be we think so little of you we're going to have superman carrying an apartment building (laughs) <laughs> because because you are morons yeah. and this is what yeah. you want you want him smiling you want silly you want goofy that again it goes hand in hand with because these morons won't understand well why don't you just give the fans what they want because fans are idiots they don't know what they want like it's, well, it's that, the same studio me, thinking 
that and that's why I'm saying like that's why me and Ben talked about it. Like, listen, he got pushback on his own fucking Snyder cut. Do I want to see him continue this shit? Like, dude, I do not want to see him deal with this as a creator, as no. as a director. Yeah, fuck that, dude. Like, dude, I would love to have the second like Justice League film, but if it becomes a thing where Okay, cool. Well, we're still, you know, we're still going to give you fucking notes. We're still going to No, well, fuck that, dude. I no, think that's absolutely. the the good news, the good news, bad news is that's not going to happen. Now, whether that means it's not going to happen cuz he's going to say, "Fuck you. I'm going to make zombie yeah. movies for Netflix." Or <laughs> or and I'm going to put a bunch of friends in a van and go shoot a movie with no special effects in South America for a week and it's going to blow everyone's minds. Um we're either going to get that or they're going to say Something is going to happen where they're going to say, here's a check. Let us know when you're done. Um, and that is um, the million and a half tweets is awesome. The excitement is awesome. The positive reviews are awesome. The merch sales are awesome. Uh, I'm hoping, you know, Crave, what happened on Crave? You know, that's all awesome. That's a, a rough like time to tell the truth that's a tough bridge to cross i'm not saying don't be excited for it don't hope that it's going to happen right. i'm not saying that's mm-hmm. not going to happen but if they say all right zach let's try this let's do one more movie mm-hmm. um let's wrap your saga up in one more movie and we'll give you a hundred million dollars to do it and um and we're gonna um stick jeff johns on a set to to keep an eye on you to and or you know whatever he'll say no, I got. I'm gonna make a zombie movie yeah. where with Elvis zombies. Have fun. <laughs> like, it would almost need to be the fact that if we, if it in the happy-go-lucky dream world, uh, where we could get just like two and three, like we could get the actual five film arc, not taking just like two and three and condensing them down into just like two. You almost need a. Lord of the Rings back to the future model where he gets to shoot Justice League two and three oh, yeah. back to back just to be yep. like I anticipate for, for budget, budget and scheduling and, yeah, and everything. Was- My assumption is that it it only the only way this happens is if they say, here's two movies, here's creative control, here's um at least three hundred million dollars total. Um and um and go shoot two movies or uh, twelve episodes or you know two right. eight episode so, series. Not a, not a billion, not a billion dollars no. because I have here's a what friend. I said. I'm yeah. not going to say knows, his name. No, I'm going to be the fucking one to say it because I'm the one that fucking brought it up. Absolutely. Here's the thing: if they're going to do that, if they're going to do that billion. back to back, right? Let's just assume that maybe for nine hours worth of content for one season, that would equal about five hundred fucking million. I'm sorry, that's going to be about five hundred million. That's just it, okay? For the but you save, that we're get. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you, you when you when you when you do it in the same production, you save. It's, it's like about half the cost. I get that. When you do it at the yeah. same time. Maybe okay, that's cool, man. But you also have a second season that's going to be there. Okay, cool. Well, you, now you're just you're going crazy. Why not just make it a million, right? Why not or a billion? You mean a billion? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because if you're going to do it back to back, you're going to need to spend money. You have these big name actors. You know, I just feel like now they're big names. Well, well yeah. regardless, I mean, regardless of how much it is, the, the fact of the matter is that it, it's going to be a, a, a sizable check. Um, I know Kyle R said that 
there might be a billion dollar budgets, but he's talking about when there's like yeah, sure. 600 million subscribers yeah. on a platform is when is that that is the point at which you, get, but uh, I wanted to bring up this uh, Mike G uh, wanted to just say this to us uh, he, he he submitted a video Davy and the boys let's restore the fucking Snyderverse baby. There it is, Mike D. And then uh, I got somebody that's uh, uh, coming on right now. Uh, I think uh, two people might uh, be very familiar with this man, Mr. Rob Keys. What's hey, up, hey, Rob? Hola. Hey, everybody. Thank you, thank you for uh, you know, thank you for uh, you know watching Zack Snyder's Justly on Crave. You know, apparently you, know, you guys <laughs> oh, had a hand in. You know, man. <laughs> you know what though? At least it was free. For Wonder Woman, they charged like thirty-five bones up here, Ooh, which is like ooh, whatever. Twenty-five yeah, that, US that, for you guys. That that thirty-five Canadian. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not much for you guys. Yeah, Monopoly yeah, yeah. money. <laughs> and, you got, and you got Justice is Great today. Oh, that's right. True. I, have you guys? I haven't watched that version yet. Have you guys? Yeah, seen we were, it? Yeah, yeah, we, we were, were talking about, about it. A bit. It's 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 definitely a, a unique experience to watch a big, huge Justice League, you know, movie in in black and white, you know, something like this scale, and you're watching it in, like, a very art house indie kind of form. I'm, I'm like, God, I'm thinking, hey, this is probably Christopher Nolan's, like, preferred version for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, I, I totally suggest that I checking it out. But how are you? Uh, how are you, sir? Good, man. It's been a busy – I mean, you guys all know and have been part of it. It's been a crazy two weeks on every front. Yes. Yes. Every yeah. front, which is you know good for business, not good yeah. for sleep and mental health. Not a, my sleep pattern is fucked right now. Yeah, I same, mean, when, I, when, I, when the whole like uh, when when it showed up on Wednesday, I'm like, well, all right, I'm just gonna probably just stay up and watch this thing. I didn't think I was going to. I was like, I started drifting, and then all of a sudden I got a second win, and I stayed up to about five o'clock in the morning, and then yeah. Then I had to wake up, you know, three hours later to take a piss test, which is I, a lot of people already know about that because I got a new job. Thank you. Uh, anyways, uh, and then I came home and then went back to sleep. And, yeah, my sleep has just been all over the place. So I don't even know. But, yeah, I just went off on a whole tangent there. We all let's get back to what we were talking about. Okay, Rob. Uh, you yeah. go. <laughs> I, I caught the tail end of that. You guys talking about like budgets for financing more, like follow ups? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One trillion dollars. Yes. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, what's the current feeling of tone of the room of will they, won't they? How much would they spend? That kind of thing. We think they're going to give Zach $1.5 million <laughs> to make a YouTube the, short. The, the next two movies. Yeah. No, no, no. It would only be it would only be five hundred million for one season of nine episodes, hour long. That's what I'm thinking. Five hundred million. I don't. I I guess we didn't really do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. Well, I was just saying, if they did, if they shot it back to back, that's why you would get the million dollar or the billion dollar budget. That's why. I'm just saying. That seems a little. I know it does. It it does sound like it. It does seem excessive. So does fucking everybody calling out Restore the Snyderverse for 1.5 million tweets, dude. That sounds yeah. excessive. Without yeah. any kind of planning, without if, anything. If dude, Brad it, Paisley wants it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to give Leslie, Brad Paisley what he Brad wants. Brad Paisley <laughs> and Leslie Jones get on a stream together and Correct. watch the, you know. And the, uh, I, I don't know, I can't, I'm sure Dice can say his name. Uh, the, the Ancient Aliens guy. Oh, Giorgio. Um, Giorgio, Sucolos? yeah. <laughs> Wow. I feel bad, Stephen. My little icon is blocking your face. I love it. Oh. <laughs> I could turn it off if you need to. And and Rob, all no, I had all, 
And I had kind of gotten the ball rolling a little bit and only saying that the only like the best case dream world scenario would be his ability to shoot just like two and three back to back and just be done. Like do one production, two movies and just be done and just be done with it. Well, I think and I think the question is, is. um, Getting WB to cross a bridge to give him an offer of any kind is um seemingly insurmountable but we got the snyder cut already um and so i i i think that especially after seeing the mainstream desire to see more of this i think makes a makes a big difference he's here um but even if they get to the point where they are just crushed under the demand for it and have no choice but to give him an offer the there is just as much likelihood that he'll tell them to piss off unless they are willing to give him what he thinks needs to be done to, to do it, which is yeah, going to be what two, yeah. four, two, four hour movies, um, complete creative control. Yeah. Um, and then, and then uh, assuming they come to terms on that, well then you, what's Affleck's, you know, even if you yeah. can get all of them to say yes, all the actors to say, let's let, yes, let's do it. I think like Cavill will, because it looks like that's going to be his best chance. And I'm sure Affleck, yeah. you know, he came back for reshoots, but like, their their schedules are packed. Oh, I think I think I think so, I think Gal is going to be the hardest one to like really get on board with this because she, you know, you know, well she's pregnant right now. She's got other projects, and then yeah, one well, I don't think they shoot in the next nine months, regardless. But yeah, but yeah, still, true. I mean, yeah, still, yeah. But even Zach though, he, he's got a lot of stuff coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got horse latitudes. Yeah. Well, horse latitudes is the one that he's going to shoot like in a week in the woods with some friends. <laughs> right, right. But, but, but the King Arthur thing he's talking about might be a larger scale thing, right? So Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. But that's not a... Well, yeah. that's not official. Yeah, it's um, an idea. He doesn't have anything else on his calendar officially yet after. I think we'll probably... What, what's going to happen is um, Army of the Dead is going to come out and then whatever his next big thing is is going to be announced after right. that. Mm-hmm. Which very well might be used as a carrot or a, or a stick to say like, hey, if you don't, if you're not going to give me this, then you're going to, you're going to lose the opportunity Warner brothers like he because he's not we're not going to get another re- release the Snyder Cut campaign of three years of him teasing out information about this stuff in my mind if they don't give him an offer before Army of the Dead comes out that ship has kind of sailed for Warner Brothers in my personal opinion he's not going to come back and f- the, the, the ability to get the band back together and make this happen in, in two years <laughs> is going to be exponentially more difficult than it is going to be in the next year yep. yeah well he said it right like I can't remember what the interview was, but they said, do you think you do Justice League too? And he was like, honestly, cut through all of the bullshit and just said, if you'd asked me before, which was less likely mm-hmm. that they would sign me on to make another Justice League movie or they would spend, you know, like a, a, more than $70 million to finish what I had done on Justice League to release it, I would have said no way in hell that would happen. So now yeah. who? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine though if like we did some kind of fan campaign kind of thing as like to raise money and and I just kind of wonder like when we have Brad Paisley, we have Leslie Jones, we have these people, would they actually would they actually, you know, would they actually how, throw money at the thing or like just to how like bad do they want it? Yeah. Yeah. Would it's one of those like, things where it's like they tweet the hashtag and then all of a sudden the fans are like, Come on my stream, like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't realize. But if somehow it could be intertwined with AFSP too, it's like, hey, put a yeah. chunk to the movie, put a chunk to AFSP too, you know. I don't know. I don't think that who knows. I, I mean, am curious since he, he joined late and also he's gonna have a probably a different perspective than yes. um, all of us. What Rob's opinion on the uh and Sarnoff interview yes. with Variety was Ooh. 
Oof. Yes, I, I really I, I want Rob to take the floor right now. This is gonna be interesting. I, I'm gonna drink my beer and just listen to Rob. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny. This is like so intertwined with what I we spoke about last time I was on. Right? It's like there's like people on both sides internally, which is such a weird thing. And also, I'll say this uh, in relation to this: like I am the guy who deals in info and data, right? And I have never been so hungry for data as I have been this week. It's like I want to know everything. I want to know subscriber numbers, viewer changes. I want to know licensing stuff, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So Garza, you're talking about big budgets. That, that all comes yes. into account, right? Obviously, subscribers mm-hmm. is the big thing of HBO, but I do think if they're going to invest hundreds of millions. And it's going to be two, three years away from our, a, any potential release. I think theatrical will be a part of it, obviously, right? And, and IMAX will be a huge part of that. And so, so um, fingers crossed, everything kind of gets back to normal when that happens. But uh, yeah, yeah. But also, if it's going to be theatrical, right? It's not going to be like the rated R version, I would assume, right? They're not going to they're not going to do that. That's an extra layer of risk. They don't they don't need. There'll be a harder cut for HBO max or something afterwards. And cause like, uh, the other part of that too, is like there's a massive licensing difference between rated R films um, and PG 13 films. Right. So there are companies yeah. that can't deal with that. So uh, I'm sure that's a part of a big budget buy, right. It's a long-term effect, but um, well, that's the I hilarious part, right. Is like yeah, the but perfect, it... the perfect recipe for this is they make the justice league movie that is released in theaters and it is the theatrical length PG 13 Yes. The version that my parents are going to go see, you know, because they're retired. <laughs> and all of Zack Snyder's fans are obviously going to go see, even the fans that wouldn't pay for an HBO Max subscription or sit down for four hours. And then, however long later, you know that coming to HBO Max is going to be the extended R-rated version of the movie yep. that's going to serve this audience. And there are all kinds of stuff of like, well, yeah, but people, theater owners, Warner Brothers is like, ha, them? <laughs> Forget it. Look at our email inboxes. Nothing but theater owners like shit posting us for the next probably three yeah. years. But it's all, it should be able to be worked out internally at Warner Brothers if they cared about presenting as any kind of unified front. There would be a case of like, well, I'm not going to wait to see it on HBO Max. I'm going to go see it in theaters. That's it. And then instead of, you know, it's, it's the same theory of like, why would you buy a DVD? We got to get special features on there, man. You, you totally exactly. got to buy this for, the for the blooper reel. Features. Yes. Yeah. That would be yeah. fascinating too if you get him on, on the ground floor of like planning the PG 13 instead of it being like a Zach made an R rated oh. movie and we made him. And, just, and Justice League is a hard PG 13. You take like two of those F bombs out. Don't take the Batman one out. Leave the fucking Batman one in there. But you take the other two F bombs out. No, leave the cyborg one. Take the Batman. I know. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, I know. I, I like the, the first F bomb. I'm like, yeah, you could easily take that one out. But yeah, I know. Yeah. Those, the, the, the other two. He's literally yelling at kids. Yeah. It's and it's and it's leaving all of basically because it's just the guy go get the fucking ground. Yeah, like, like yeah. Yeah. Just, just leave that one. Oh man, I, did, he I hear that. that. I wonder if I called someone yeah. in and was like, "Hey, I need you to ADR yeah. and F bomb." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, he literally says, "I said, shut your fucking mouth." I was like, "Jesus, dude!" Like, kids, <laughs> man. Zach did ADR for his own movie. Yeah. He's like getting ready yeah. for his <laughs> I need to make this more R rated. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so maybe if you remove that one, you move a little bit of like the blood spillage or whatever, and it's it's a hard PG thirteen. It is, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's weird. I guess the only factor now is like the internal politics part of it, because like they're going to invest two hundred million dollars in some of these huge movies, the Aquaman sequel, whatever. So like, why not throw two hundred million to one of these? Just try it. But also, they can't make that decision now, probably until they start seeing 
testing the waters with theaters. Like what happens when theaters start opening up for real? And we actually get into it late summer season. It's even weirder that they would get out in front of this at not even in front of it, but in the middle of it at the peak of hype to say, no, there's going to be no more. No, no air cut. No, like, yeah, everyone stop being hyped. Stop it. Yeah. Stop being excited about this movie. If you want more of this, unsubscribe. Like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. It's funny. Some of you guys are, I forget who it was. It was tweeting that, um, they're probably going to drop a trailer on Friday. And then like, as no, that tweet went out, was that you, Ben? <laughs> yeah. I, I, on Wednesday, just as he said that, I got an email saying, hey, on Friday, this is happening. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't got to that yet. We haven't got to that. Of course, the, uh, the Suicide yeah. Squad um, trailer came out. Oh, which I yeah. which I fucking loved. Yeah, we know that yeah. you, yeah, you, know that you oh, loved it. I fucking it, loved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott, you're a big Suicide Squad. Obviously, you had a pod. Your podcast was originally Suicide. called. Yeah. Yes. Take a drink. Um, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, what are you, what are your thoughts? I'm meh on it. Um, I actually watching your reaction video, Dave. I loved watching your face because it was like looking in the mirror. <laughs> because the things that excited you also excited me and the things that i was the same way so it's one of those that's like i saw the fan and someone's got me get some feedback because i'm hearing myself but um like the fandom footage got me excited this trailer has muted that excitement and really it's only because of humor that subjectively does not work for me and that's the thing with this movie is that with art being subjective especially humor being subjective if you swing for the fences in a certain direction you're gonna hit some people and you're gonna miss some others and for me the potty juvenile humor missed for me yes the the dick jokes the 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 I, I liked when Idris Elba said, "You know, bag of dicks," but then all of a sudden they just—it just they kept going too much. down on there. Yeah, and it yeah. was like, okay, that was a little too um, much. And then at the very end, when Harley Quinn goes, "It's like angels are spooching on us," and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, now, Dave Gunn, for writing that and making Margot Robbie say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, cool thing, Jim Lee just uh, tweeted out the doctor who's inserting yes. the bomb. The creator. In- is Ostrander. John Ostrander? Yes. Yeah. Nice little cameo. Yes, that he's you know, injecting the uh, the yeah the detonation device. I um I mostly like the trailer. I think that the, the really interesting case that it made. I think that um surprise this is going to come out of my mouth. DC should take their uh, um and Warner Brothers should take their lead from Zack Snyder here, um <laughs> and and they should just embrace what he did with the Snyder cut and we and this should be James Gunn's Suicide Squad. And then yeah. Matt Reeves, the Batman. Like, if you want to highlight like what yeah. Warner Brothers does differently yes. than, than Marvel, do yes. that for every fucking movie, yeah. and That's then embrace it. You say David Ayer's Suicide Squad, Jim James uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, uh, mm-hmm. Matt Reeves the Batman, uh, James Wan's Aquaman. Like, and just put your put the creators' names not, on everything. That, that's not and, a bad idea because look at like comic books when you like you have certain illustrators or certain yeah. writers. Everybody goes, "Okay, I'm going to get this certain product with that." That's well, also think about the level of prestige and like think about the filmmakers that are going to be like, "Whoa. I want that." Kind of yeah. one of those. Mm-hmm. Um and well, also yeah, it, gives you, it gives you the leeway to do more crazy stuff because you could be like um um 
more willing to take experiments because it's going to have the, their name on it. And so the audience is going to know what to expect, but also they're going to know like, oh, this is just a take because it's literally yeah. the oh, title. But, but Steven, yeah, people... Then I know the director can do their own take of these characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would... In theory, that's awesome. But knowing Warner Brothers and how they handle filmmakers and these budgets, oh. that, you know, you think Kathy Ann wants her name in front of Birds of Prey after all the stuff she's complaining about? Or David Ayer? Well, no, but the idea, the idea is then you let them, like... Well, <laughs> that's that's the real topic there. <laughs> yeah. So the real yeah, is Will Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers them <laughs> decides if it stays. Yeah. But um, otherwise, I feel bad for Kathy being like, Kathy. It's Bird yeah. of Prey. She's like, no, exactly. not really. <laughs> or no, even yeah. Patty. Patty's complained about both films now. So, um, yeah. or it's gonna be, um, um, oh shoot, what's the what's the name when you the director takes that's the name? What I'm kind of wondering there, Mr. Martinez. Yes. Is there going to be a voice for Star Wars? I think so too. Be... Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Whoa. Steven was saying something. Now he's Googling. Um, yeah. <laughs> Scott, what's the name of when, when a director, Oh, yeah. Dune, right? When a David director Lynch didn't. Uh... Yeah. When a director renounces um, a movie, what name do they put on it? It's. Um, Smithy, Alan Smith, yeah, Alan yeah, Smithy, yeah. Birds of Prey, Alan Smithy's Suicide Squad, Alan Smithy, <laughs> <laughs> the Smithyverse, yeah, the yeah. Smithyverse. Because <laughs> Alan Smithy is the yeah, when when a director's yeah. like, nope, I'm not, I don't want my name on that. They yeah, they put Alan Smithy. Nice, on. nice. What did you think of the trailer? Uh, I thought it was uh, Scott. Like I kind of, I think I I mostly agree with you that. I am. I think that Guardians of the Galaxy still represents like a pinnacle that that Marvel will be hard to ever replicate. Yeah. Um, that movie had like me dying of laughter and then just like openly crying <laughs> in the final scene in a totally earned way. Um, and it was kind of only like doubled down on what lightning and bottle that was. That with the second movie, it was okay, James, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, and I I found that movie not as not no. it didn't resonate with mm -hmm. me as much. Nope. So yes. that is that appears to be the case for the way they are talking about his Suicide Squad movie, which in in which case this trailer w reflects that I think pretty clearly. This had more like super you know um, uh, slither vibes like of things that he finds funny, and I gen I generally like applaud that. And I think Scott, you had the same sentiment like. If people love that wicked, like there were some people on Twitter that were like, this is the best trailer I've ever seen. And that's like, I'm very happy for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that there are like the other parts of it in the movie that just don't maybe play well as like the teaser, the sizzle reel was like insane action sequences yeah. and stuff. And that's the stuff that's like you need to be in the theater for that. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll I'll wait. Speaking broadly, um, I'm intrigued to see what that movie ends up looking like compared to his other movies yeah recently mm -hmm. and that'll be weird for guardians 3 i think that's what's weird about Especially. it is that, is that you have two styles of james gunn you have the um oh wow this is really out there and like edgy so we're going to give you five Already. million dollars to make it and then you have the like oh this is this really poppy thing that everyone's going to love we'll give you 200 million dollars to make it but like no cussing and no like whatever um, and then this is where they're like, okay, so do that thing you did with like super, but here's $200 million to do it. And so like, how does that, it, it's weird. Cause I'm so in, in current, like it's, it shows you my preference for filmmakers. I'm like, let Zack Snyder do whatever he wants, but James Gunn's got to tone it down. 
Um, <laughs> but I do think that part of Zach's process is like they, they spend a lot of time stripping dialogue. Like they have the script and then they just like cut, 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 cut. And he cuts a ton of dialogue. He's like, do we need to say that? If we don't say that, can we still, is it communicated visually? Um, whereas, and I feel like, like James Gunn is just like everything in the kitchen sink with the one liners. Um, and kind of needs to follow a similar process. Like he needs, to, I'm not saying he needs to be edited. I'm saying he needs to self edit a little bit better. Well, look but at the I'm first guardians, good. right? Like yes. we need, we want it yeah. to be more James Gunn. And I thought, Oh man. And then yeah. I left the theater and was like, well, that was great, but that was not at all the James yeah. Gunn movie. I was expecting like that felt like a Marvel yeah. movie. And yeah. he yeah. came from one side of it to push the needle into yeah. uh, quirk. And then <laughs> with the second one, it was just like, you know, redlining maximum quirk from the first scene. Yeah. But here, but my point would be kind of like to your point, Stephen, though, if this is what gun does, if this is guns filmmaking crate, let him do that. And then let the chips fall with their, where they may with how audiences, you know, respond to that. Because if this is what, if this is the movie James Gunn wants to make more power to him, just be prepared for it to be in my strike zone and me going, eh, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, see, it's all of you guys want to shit on it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get, and this is just me. Like personally, I don't understand why, why I found the, the like humor, hilarious like dude that bag of dicks joke was like in my head i'm going well dude he said literally like john cena's like if, every a, if, beach, yeah, if the beach was filled with dicks and, and somebody told me that i had to do it for liberty i'd fucking eat all of it and i'm like Holy uh, i i no i i thought that I, a lot of I think my concern with it is not so much i thought most of the jokes in the trailer were funny but i'm thinking Okay, two hours. Is that two hours of that? Or are they right, just putting yeah. it all on the trailer and it's going to be like... And the way I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm thinking that, yeah, I'm going, this is what a James Gunn film is. Like, I'm not... I wasn't shocked by this. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, that's fucking hilarious. See, that, that is my right? concern, what Steven said, because I like Deadpool, but there's a point where I'm like, okay, shut the fuck up and move on along with the fucking story. <laughs> because, you know, you get... Yeah, totally, totally humor is funny. But it gets to the point where you're like, okay, enough, oh, you know, and that's well, right. why I'm afraid. But, but then, and eventually, it's like, like it's like okay, no, okay. the trailer, the, the stuff that we saw of fandom, like I was hyped. Well, I think yeah, I think yeah. I think yeah. I had fandom. It was just like it was mainly action, like well, there's no dialogue you know? in that or minimal dialogue. There was really no yeah. dialogue. We just saw like a lot of action, I and mean, it just a made it slow mo. A lot of slow mo, making everything look cooler. Well, and here's the thing, also about. When you when you look at like I don't know to use a a, a tarnished name now, um, <laughs> with like that Rick Flag shot of him talking with uh, Idris Elba's character, what's his name? Um, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Blood when uh, when Harley, like, that was a funny setup for like a oh we we're gonna rescue it. It was a great plan. She's like oh well I can go back in. Yeah, that was, I actually thought that was great. I, I even thought it was I, funny. I liked I that. Did, I, it, I, I even liked it when she was on the on the rooftop and they were like uh, talking to the license plates. Yes. Like, yeah, and then she goes, <laughs> if you have you know vanity license plates, we're gonna kill you if you cough without covering your mouth. Yeah. yeah. And then Rick Flag was like, hey, we're not. Hey, relax. Well, but you shouldn't cough. With <laughs> that's what I was gonna say though. Is that it fell into that Joss Whedon territory for me of yeah. like. 
every character is a little bit of James Gunn. And so like, you don't have like, like Rick flag and Harley Quinn are like kind of making similar, like the tone of their humor is the same. Yeah. In the well, same way, like you watch the Avengers and you're like, Oh, Captain America is making Joss Whedon jokes. <laughs> and Iron Man is making Joss Whedon jokes. And the Hulk is making Joss Whedon jokes. Um, and you, I started to get to that that tone from this. I thought they were all funny jokes, but it's like, okay, why is Rick Flag like cracking wise? That wasn't really what sold me on him last time. Right, but at least that scene feels like a little bit because the Squadcast guys, we were talking about it, and we felt like that scene at least was kind of a fun callback to the first Suicide Squad movie, where right, he does absolutely. have this scene that we does have the scene that's like, you annoy or vex me, <laughs> you die. That I'm is going to be quite true. vexing. Yeah, like, think about felt that. Like that. Think about that. Yeah. So oh, it's really? like, that was the first thing I, I thought. So it feels yeah. like it always feels like yeah, this is the speech. Like now, yeah. like and now it's not just flag giving the speech. It's like the squads giving this. It's like yeah. So the thinker is obviously like the new member. So yeah. it's like the hazing. So it's Keith Shark. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like we're gonna Keith haze you awesome. now with the. You would know. You do this, you die. Like, because this is the but, suicide squad. Isn't, isn't the thinker like? Are, are they like protecting him? Is he going? I be don't the, know. It like, seems I, like they're protecting him. That's what I got the sense. Starro is on his poster, so yeah. Yeah. obviously the thinker and Starro are connected. Connected yeah. somehow. So, so yeah, so he's protected. All right. So Ben, overall, what did you think of the trailer? I know you were kind of yeah. Eh. yeah. It has Zack Snyder spoiled you? That's that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I say. It's like that, like man. a fight course meal. All of a sudden, somebody serves you pizza. <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> Fucking hard fat. Yeah. All right, no, Mr. Keith. What do you? What uh, overall thoughts of the trailer? Yeah, I think it's funny because this whole trailer. It's only like half the squad or one squad of two. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah. you guys have a unique knowledge. I mean, of uh, some stuff. You guys kind of. Uh, you, you, oh, you, yeah. This is set, right? Yeah. Especially this that guy. guy there, visit the set, but, uh, mentioned that. Yeah, you know, he might have uh, visited uh, something. Uh, but but they, I, I, we can say they were, you know, they're very guarded on that. Like, Star yeah, Wars wasn't really a topic they're trying to talk about there. So, so it, you know, it's not as revealing as you think. But I, I don't I don't have that knowledge on this one. Um, I'm just saying from this trailer, like, we didn't see Pete Davidson's black guard. Like, half the, half the people in Task Force, is, they're not there. So yeah. um, I'm very curious what their personalities and humors would be. And I do think when, like, John Cena's Peacemaker, in context, when I think about it, I agree with Garza. Like, the bag of dicks thing is actually kind of funny because he's yeah. the over-the-top. But brutally yeah. violent, Captain for America. Liberty. I would, would be, old, I would eat every dick on that oh. beach for liberty. Totally. So I think like when you see that character and you first then, meet him and how ridiculous he is, that probably yeah. plays really well. So, well, but then, to, but then to have the character uh, Rat Catcher going, why would anybody put penises in? He's like, because <laughs> you know, the, you know the evil who knows why Matt? Yeah, like I said, like I said, that whole <laughs> scene is probably going to play out a lot better than you know for me within the scene, not just like this clip from the trailer. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'll put it this way, and a little bit more. Yeah, the fact that they even brought that up in a trailer, like I, you know, for for all intents and purposes, I needed to get my daughter's reaction about it. Like I wanted to see what she would think. You know, she knows about things, but you know, she's a she's a teenager. Like I wanted to see what she'd fucking think. She was like, I mean, she laughed at it, but she was like, I'm excited to see this film. Like she wasn't sitting there going, Oh, that joke made it. You know, that's the reason why I want to watch the film. No, she was just like, it looks crazy. It looks like the normal way that most people watch this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People that are on our panel at 
yeah it's, midnight it's, on a on yeah. a friday on the internet talking about comic book movies <laughs> exactly. okay, okay. now what about king shark i mean is he gonna steal the fucking every scene that he's in the fact that stallone is yeah. voicing it now we know this now and we're gonna yeah we're gonna hear that voice coming you know out of him you know it's gonna be and then i mean they, they didn't hold back I mean, we see him just fully no. just go nom, 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 nom. And then rips everybody in half. And then everybody's just cheering it on. It's like, okay, cool. And then when he's literally just gnawing on like a skull, that's when yeah. Starro decides to make it his appearance yeah. in the trailer. Jesus. And then it was kind of going, okay, yep. Yeah, we already kind of knew that Starro was going to be in this. And then now that we saw it, I mean, what were you guys' thoughts? It was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, why not? Suicide Squad take it on them. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to match the absurdity of having yeah. uh, Sean Gunn's character. What was the, the actual rat's name? A rat, a weasel. Uh, weasel. We, yeah, yeah. You have to match the absurdity of that and King Shark. Also, on the on the Stallone thing, I love the fact that Stallone now is part of Gunn's family that he brings to every movie, right? Yeah. Rooker, Fillion, his brother, uh, now Stallone and potentially Taika are all part of that little <laughs> group that goes from movie yeah. to movie. But Starro, good for them. They're going for it. Pretty wild. What I'm curious about is like with Starro, if if they're going to be like they're in South America, right? Central America in the yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Oh no, so, no uh, they're also, also are Starco Maltese. Right, yeah. but that but that's a central. It's, that's a, it's like a Central American. But so I'm so is there, is there going to be a situation where there's like dozens or hundreds of people with like that are taken over by Starro, yeah. and they're just like they're just going to like get their fucking faces blown off. There's going to be a whole yeah. montage of just like innocent civilians being gunned yeah. the fuck down by the Suicide Squad, right? Like set, to, I'm going to set it to like ballroom dance or ballroom. Yeah. Like <laughs> going going back to what you were saying, Rob was like you know when you had the first group, you have this first, you have this two different groups of uh you know the suicide squad I and mean, everybody's assuming that the first group is just going to get off like crazy yep. maybe like their mission that they go on you know that has captain boomerang and everybody else that's within that first group maybe there's something that happens with starro and maybe they don't all die and they're just taken over maybe captain boomerang is just going to be saved to like the, the final act i don't know i'm kind of wondering yeah like, yeah i it, i, I just kind of go i, I worry because i want to see more captain boomerang i really me too his and character like I can see either. I see that going two ways. Either he's killed off like immediately, or he just like somehow like Homer Simpson's his way through the entire movie. <laughs> he just back to the bushes, <laughs> right? Well, Which, like, why is he not dead yet? At the end, yeah. <laughs> he, he caused the just a reversal. He what he did to Slipknot, someone does to him. <laughs> he's yeah. off yeah, in the first scene. <laughs> yeah. But there's two ways. I, I do like the idea of there being two potentially. And I have no idea if anything's true, but in my head, if there's two big teams and that many characters, that is exciting to me and the idea of them fighting each other is also exciting to me if there ever is yeah. a scene like that but i do hope if there's the next trailer it's like that team's perspective or something like a totally oh, yeah. different trailer that would be sweet yeah so many yeah so many whoever problems. dies i just hope pete davidson's dive like five minutes into the movie pete davidson is the new slipknot probably <laughs> probably all that gear yeah well, he has like I totally mean, yeah. like shoe, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, well, the fun part is going to be how many different fans, how we get our own little Deadpool's for. Okay, who ain't making it out of this movie? Yeah, I think that is the one smart thing he did was giving us such a big roster because 
well, Slipknot is hilarious on the first one. The fact that he's the only one that they just like. Uh, I mean, Gunn can do that with like ten people in this yeah, one. That's it. Ten people can be Slipknotted mm-hmm. in this movie, and that's hilarious. Yep. That's, that's the point. You keep saying don't get too attached. That's like the marketing slogan. So like, yeah. sure, a lot of them are going to eat it. <laughs> Sounds like. Well, I, I like the slogan of "They're willing to die for the world" or something like. That. <laughs> like yeah. It's like geez. oh yeah, the tagline on the poster. Yeah, yeah. posters look great. Very grindhouse. Yeah. I think. Scott, you said that, and then I, I said that also, like, very grindhouse. I would actually, you know, those posters are uh, pretty damn awesome. But I even kind of got, you know, I mean, when I see Idris Elba, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I love that Idris Elba's in there, and I, but I miss Will Smith's Deadshot, you know, at the same time. Uh, yeah, know, but dude, hearing hear that line, hearing that line when he's like, what, you know, he's like, well, we're all going to die, and he's oh, like, polka dot uh, man. Yeah, he's yeah, like, he in that voice yeah i thought yeah, that was- that's what i'm saying i was like dude edris alba is fucking perfect like yeah. dude he is that is him he's just going what the fuck are we doing <laughs> <laughs> like it's it was perfect man like i feel like i feel like this movie uh and you know even though all of you guys hated the fucking trailer i loved it um i i, just uh, I also like- liked it but now, yeah oh, okay like- great yeah. no 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 i just felt like it was so like dude we were about to see, like, I felt like, and I'm probably going to get shit for this, but whatever. I felt like this is what Aquaman was trying to be, like, with the kind of quips and the, the humor, but still having, like, this serious, big-ass fucking battle that we're about to get. Like, like imagine that. Like, this big-ass starfish. Like, think about that. Edris Alba's going, <laughs> yeah, like, I got you. Oh, yeah. Shit. yeah, like, they're <laughs> leaning into it. Like, whenever they saw the fucking, you know, you know, uh, what was it? The Kraken or whatever in, in Aquaman. They were just like, oh, whatever. Like, they weren't even shocked about it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to see more to. of that guy in the control room. He seems like he's going to be like the I'm funny sure guy yeah. away from the team. And I, I want to yep. see more about how Viola Davis is. Amanda Waller is like, if, this is what I was just about to say, Scott. With, I, you know, with that guy, with that guy, it's going to be a lot more comedic and a lot more like eye rolling mm-hmm. from her. I think you know it's not yeah, going to be, be like well, that's man. That's the stuff yeah. that that stings me. Well, yeah. I, I want to get a sense of this tone of this movie because, like Stephen and I, like the we when we did our commentary for the Snyder cut, that movie is not funny. But Barry coming back and Barry saying cross this off the bucket list when they're <laughs> oh, digging yeah, out Superman's corpse was like the hardest I've laughed in a long time because it was <laughs> it was a release valve. And whereas with this, like. It's the same thing. What was the one um, where where she shot everybody, all of the people working for her, and then Will Smith just oh, deadpan yeah, yeah. was like, "That was gangster," and then walked out <laughs> of the room. That was like that was great because it's a release valve to the tension of the movie. If yeah. there isn't any tension, and maybe that's the best way of putting my stuff with uh, Guardians too, because it was all like all just over the top and and yes. wild from from the yeah. start. That I would hope that that's just the stuff they're not going to show in the trailer for this because that is just plot. Well, stuff. what I was going to say was, I'm sure, and this is just, you know, he comes from Marvel. They're going to probably, is that shit even going to be in the movie? Probably not. So, I mean, you know. I mean, the, the guy that, you know, that's going to be like operating the computer. I mean, he had the perfect poster. I mean, I know. I was just like, Rob, thank <laughs> you so much for putting yeah, right? this on that. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. It's like this, this guy is going to be working with Amanda Waller, and you yeah. kind of go, okay, how, how, what is that dynamic going to be like? He's going to be obviously, obviously when you see him, when he goes, Oh my God, we got a kaiju. And he, he's like yelling that out. And, and, and then there, yeah. How, and, and well, her, well, her, her look is like, her yeah. look is like, 
yeah, I fucking knew we had something like that. Exactly. You know, like she was ahead of the curve. And like, I know you idiot, you fat idiot that's eating pizza (laughs) and your keyboard is filthy and everything. Yeah, probably. I mean, you're talking about the woman who looked Bruce Wayne in the face and said, you really need to stop working nights. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's also the one who like looked at her entire control room and just. Yeah, pop the cap in all their asses. Yeah, that's what we're, we're talking about. I mean, I love it. I wonder how ruthless she's going to be in this. I just Waller. I mean, she's the wall. I'm like, uh, sure, put some funny guy around her, but she still needs to be the badass mama jamma that she always is. Because you get Viola Davis playing that role, and it's like, yeah, because she rocked that role. Yeah. E- even in the version of Suicide Squad that we got in 2016, she still was never a problem with that movie because yeah. she nailed it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Do, do you think in this one, it was weird. In, in the first movie, I kind of liked the flashback stuff where you got to see, I mean, the Joker storyline aside. I like seeing like... Get the backstories? Will Smith's backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get the personal moments and the character. This so. movie has like two and a half, three times as many characters. I wonder if they have room for Probably that not. or even well if they if the what they, they, they call it the dossier cut i think yeah the, um for the the air version because they they assembled a dossier out of what was originally a just a straight up prologue um so i imagine that it, the way gun would do it like think about the uh the guardians scene where they they introduced everybody and they they did like the lineup um, on uh, Xandar, and so imagine if Gunn like lean like assembled a dossier in the like a dossier montage in his uh, in his script, so they don't have to assemble it in post. Um, they could do some, and especially because they, if they play off the original Suicide Squad at all, which I don't know how much they're going to lean into that or not, but they give like Rick Flag and Amanda Waller giving a rundown of this cast of characters, or maybe they're they're selecting characters from. Speaking Greek of Rick Flag, is he wearing a Bugs Bunny shirt? No, it's something, but it's something. no, no. It's a, it's the yellow shirt that actually, if you go back to the oh, yeah, Brander yeah. run, I, thought I saw rabbit ears. I was like, is he wearing a Bugs Bunny shirt? <laughs> I don't know. No, but it, no, but he is actually as ridiculous as it looks. It's it's one of those. If you want to talk about comic accuracy, it's like that's the way Luke McDonald drew him in the original Austrian run. It's basically he wore like khaki in a in that yellow orange shirt and you know a shoulder holster, and then that's like all flag had going into these missions so well i was i was gonna say the fact that they had the same dialogue that same kind of like you know you die you you all that shit was you die that means that that is a continuation of there shouldn't be a oh this is the first mission we've had because obviously there is a oh this is the suicide squad you get what i mean like there's there's a history there and so that's actually something I love. And, and I think even with Harley, cause she was kind of like, even when she gets surprised that you guys are going to save me, it's like, well, you know, I didn't need saving this time. And obviously keep in mind that Joker broke her out of you know the prison. So what happens in that world? You know what I mean? In that time frame, how does she get back into this? I'm yeah. They also have so many characters. I wonder if they're and dice. Maybe you can't speak to any of this, but uh, I wonder if there are still if there's still room for surprise characters. Like I wonder if if not here, this is like the most easiest franchise because you can just random characters. You can take whatever style you want. You can take the most ridiculous villains and anti anti heroes, all that stuff. Yep. But I do kind of want to see Killer Croc and Deadshot come back at some point. If not yeah. in a cameo here in three or four or something, you know. 
I can't. Killer Croc seems too perfect to and the like. What's the um? Especially with gun, I ask myself like what the value, like what the comedic value is of killing each person off, and that's kind of why I feel like. Well, it'd be funny to see Boomerang die. Seeing Jai Courtney pull off a like, well, how did he survive that explosion? Just like at <laughs> yeah. time after time. And to me, that's also Killer Croc. There's a shot of the trailer that he's got like a bullet hole in him. I'm like <laughs> Killer Croc is just like just full of bullet holes at the end of this, but like doesn't even know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like that is way funnier than, or I shouldn't say that. I'm sure James Gunn could find some hilarious ways to kill Killer Croc. But yeah. like, what's more funny to me, or the the value in that character is in not killing him. Whereas like a lot of these characters, you can come up with like really elaborate kind of deaths. Um, that I, would be I, more I'm sorry. There are characters in this movie that to this day, I still a don't know who they are. <laughs> and, and that's saying a lot. And yeah. then, and B I can pull up the DC comics encyclopedia and these characters don't have entries. Like <laughs> that's how obscure so many of these characters are there if they are mentioned if they're if they don't have an entry your best shot is that they are mentioned in someone else's entry and you have to use the index to find them well yeah like Let's... the i didn't imagine right james gunn described uh daniela melchior's character as rat catcher 2 right. <laughs> yeah right so like that Not is yeah, that is. But I mean, that's just a hilarious, weird comment. Not thing. my rat catcher too. My it's rat not, catcher too. <laughs> wears blue coats. Yeah, how could you? But, but to your but to your point, Dice, that's like looking up in the DC Comics Encyclopedia because that's how they would be listed. It's yeah. like Flash One, Flash Two, Flash Three, mm-hmm. like that the, with a little Roman numeral next to them. Like even that is meta in a way. This these things don't get with exactly. Yeah. Leaves room for backstory where you meet Rat Catcher One, the the parent or whatever. You know what I mean? But speaking of that, Scott, I, I'm most interested in learning more about Nathan Fillion's character, right? TDK, yeah. who we can assume what's going to happen to his limbs. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know who that is, though, for reals. No, for reals, I don't even like I don't think anybody really does. <laughs> no one really does. And so that, so once again, it's like, that's what, that's the, like you said, Rob, that's the value of this franchise is. It's called the Suicide Squad. If you don't kill off a ridiculous amount of the characters, it's almost like you're not, you know, you're yeah. not selling them the product. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is their chance to redeem the name for sure. <laughs> exactly. And the whole point is supposed to be, I mean, when you have a black, a black ops government squad that exists because the U.S. government said we don't give a shit about these people because they're supervillains. So we have no moral compunction of sending them to do our dirty work where they're probably all going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, it. You know, we say, eh, if you survive, we'll take 10 years off your sentence. If you don't survive or if you betray us, cool. We don't have to worry about housing you anymore. I mean, it's a it's an amazing concept that can be played for laughs, can be played for moral questions. Like, I, you know, that's why it, so it's a very, it's a very flexible, elastic franchise because it can go in so many different directions with that basic concept of we send you on missions. You're the bad guys. Either you die, we kill you, or you miraculously survive and we'll hold the carrot up. Ah, we'll let you out of prison. Yeah, because we're, because you're gonna end up back in it because it's the universe. 
and, and, and it's going to be interesting too, to see how, because I was always thinking, thinking like when, when the last suicide squad came out, I'm like, all right, there's like a big world event. They literally saved the world. Can we have a, a an event where like the world doesn't know that something is happening? And I'm kind of wondering with the whole Starro thing, is it, is it going to be like super contained where, but at the same time, I'm like, it doesn't seem like that because it's like this big, huge starfish. I don't know. But the point, but the point of it being on Coro Maltese yeah. would, lend, would lend it to – you're that basically talking about a city that got evacuated and all of a sudden all these bubble wrap soldiers. Yeah, if, if, you, if you sent Black Ops <laughs> government teams into Central America, no one would find out about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, So I'm, th- I'm thinking it's actually going to hopefully – be like that because that's what i didn't like about that part was like okay well where's superman where's wonder woman when you got you know this thing well, shooting- superman was dead oh, oh yeah sorry yeah. sorry that's right the world changed. that's, the vodka. that's the vodka where's wonder i know well no but yeah, i know i know that was bad uh no but uh but yeah so i just i always that, that was kind of like my complaint about the first one was the fact that it's like this world events happening and you're seeing like you know you're seeing all this you know, in, in a control room with all these government officials kind of going like, what the fuck are we going to do? And yeah. And I just kind of found it like, ah, do we need like these people to take care of this? Can we have like a more contained store that's more covert that, that nobody's going to know about. And I'm, that's what I'm kind of looking forward with this one is like, maybe this big event happens. And like you said, it's off on like a whole different you know, land where nobody's going to really know about this. Do we do we think like Chekhov's bag of dicks here? Do you think Peacemaker <laughs> is going to eat an actual dick? I mean, I can see off that, that joke. I would not be surprised. It, yeah, that's, that's, right? that's what the spinoff is about. You ought you ought to know. You're the one that fucking went there, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, how many dicks you see on set? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh, they, no, they just, you were on that just beach. Up and they, they had you like, a of dicks, right? Yeah. How many dicks did I see on the press van? Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw a oh, for real. Not to derail this. I saw a dick on a Marvel set for reals. Wow. Was it, wow. it, it, it to do with production or? It, yeah, it was Marvel's Hellstrom, which they didn't never even let us report on, but uh, it's already canceled. They're trying to push it away. A Hulu production oh, wow. in Vancouver. And, and they, they had a cadaver and the prop guy was like, look at this. He opens it up and it's just. <laughs> Huge, very real looking, wow. full body, and then the publicists were like, uh, uh, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I should, shouldn't shouldn't show that." So my headline was going to well, be, "I saw a dick on a Marvel set," but he never let me write it. <laughs> so it was a, you heard it, it here real, first. There you go. It was a real. It was a real exclusive. Or, I know. I was, was like, no, 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 no. It was a pers- exclusive. <laughs> it was no, no, it, it was like a. Fake cadaver they used. Actually, they, they was when they borrow because you know Vancouver, so many productions. It was a body that's been in a bunch of productions. It's been in Supernatural, this and that, one of many. Mm. But it's like f- fully detailed, everything about it, the body including that. Quick Army Man. Nice. So, it's like a but down. back <laughs> to the Suicide Squad. My problem with the first one, and I hope they kind of address it here, is like we're talking about like the suicide element. Like the like, characters are going to be put aside or, or have to get owned in this, or maybe they to hide this whole problem. They just blow up the whole island or whatever. But at some point, like. We have to recognize that these a lot of these characters are like beyond redemption, right? Yeah, there has to be yeah, some yeah. evil to some of these characters. Like if these are yeah. actually supervillains, these are people who have done the worst things you can imagine with abilities. So I'd love to see some element of this franchise, maybe not here, but in the future, where someone is going to make them pay the price. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get ten years off your maybe Peacemaker is going to put some guys down because they don't deserve to get out or something. That's that what a, I want to see. A funny thing that David Ayer said was um, someone asked him. 
I think they were asking about um, something that um, uh, El Diablo did because in his movie El Diablo was oh yeah yeah uh, kind of sympathetic or whatever, and he said killed his family yeah yeah, and they were asking like if there was something that happened with El. I think he said that they made him um, he. I don't remember what it is, but the point, what he ended up saying was that um, the, one of the few fights that he had, I think was about El Diablo killing his family. And, and he was like, well, look, these guys are villains. Like they're supposed to be, or no, he, no, he didn't kill his family, but he, someone asked him if he did. He's like, but he does other bad things. And he's like, it was always very important to me to show that like, yes, these people are bad, but that doesn't mean that you can't like feel for them having a family like Deadshot is a villain, but like, that doesn't mean you shouldn't feel for his connection with his daughter. Totally. Cause, Cause that's people in real life is that like, and I, I'm not saying that you have to empathize with people so much as the reality of the situation is that like p- evil people do love their kids <laughs> and like, or, yeah. or their kids love them even. And so right. like that, not to set, not to cast like judgment on them or to say that like redeems them in any way, but that is that is a the reality of the human emotion and what's complicated about it. The whole thing of like, hey, Hitler had like a puppy dog and he probably was like nice to it. Like, he pet it. Right. His wife loved him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah, and not not that that was what the whole movie needs to be about, but I mean, obviously that's the kind of the type of stuff that Warner Brothers at the time was very much like, well, oh, we don't like the morally yeah. ambiguous, challenging yeah. stuff. Very true. All right, let's get to uh, some page, patron questions here. We got William. Uh, I'm going to bring his question in right here. It has to do with like some uh, Zack Snyder and Sarnoff stuff. Here we go. Hey, Vodka Crew Junkie. Quick question. It's actually a two-part question. Zack Snyder rarely posts things where he wastes a lot of words, and he really doesn't post ill-timed posts. Uh, his last post seemed like it was a strategy to get people to watch Justice League Grey and to repeat and to keep going with it. Uh, do you think he's having conversations with people that are beyond uh, Ann Sarnoff and, and the actual divisions that would actually keep his thing going? Also, why don't we hear from Casey Bloys? We hear from everything, everyone else and everything else about everything else, but we don't hear from the guy who's in charge of a major division inside of Warner Media and, to my knowledge, does not fall under Ann Sarnoff's chain of command. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Mm. Thoughts? I think that it'd probably. I, I I'm gonna assume that Zach hasn't talked to anybody about anything yeah. yet. I think that like while I I am very big on like there's a cold war and there's politicking going on, hmm. um I don't think that necessarily means quite like the TV show version of that that people think there is where there's like <laughs> factions having yeah. secret meetings and Zach Snyder <laughs> going over their head to talk. Like I think Zach is just sitting like. He's done this, the politics. He's just sitting by waiting for the, or not even waiting for the phone to ring, but if the phone rings, he'll answer it. But he's not like, you know, pulling strings or talking to people. Um, and then the, and the people on the other side aren't, aren't like doing the same. Um, I'm not sh- as familiar with Casey Bloys, but I, my, my perception of like the way that people like to learn about like the way like Marvel runs and then be like, well, why doesn't that happen at Warner Brothers? Like, well, it's a totally different situation. And, you're you have like a corporation and then you have an entertainment company and so you have like like it's weird for ann sarnoff kind of i think to come out and talk about the dc brand like she did because that's kind of like walter hamada's job right or maybe that's going to be like the producer's job um and so you don't always you know a lot of these people are more like suits and they're 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 in charge of um corporate things they're not that the people talking to fans right like yeah exactly and they never they never have a reason to they don't have a, yeah. a face or a that's not their job yeah yeah, like like his job is to um, 
is to to make boardroom decisions and then um you know and then walter hamada really should be the the one the the closest they've got to a feige um that should be out there talking to people and so you know um in the same way that like you know you're not going to see jason kylar commenting on a lot of this stuff because while he is like engaged and he's kind of from that like tech bubble he's not going to undermine his people he's going to let them do their job until they're not doing their job the way they should at which point he will deal with it behind the scenes um and then he's i I wouldn't expect him to come out and be like i disagree with Anne on all of these things and so (laughs) she is being removed and we will restore the snyderverse like that's not gonna isn't that weird though who gave Anne the green light on that that well because she's she's she doesn't need like she's the C- the chairman CEO of Warner Brothers. And she is, she is well, on the, the hierarchy networks part, but she's she's the chairman, yeah. But like but Jason, she is, Jason is over HBO Max, but they are parallel on the on the org chart. They're in two different silos, though. She provides content for HBO Max, but he owns the HBO Max as a product. So like she owns the content, he owns the platform. Um, she reports. They both report, they they report, they both oh, report to Stanky. Right, but you like you say, this is two silos, and then she's talking on behalf of of HBO Max, pretty much. And like you said earlier, you, you know, she owes him subscribers well, because she's she's doing right. something. She's that not is talking on behalf of HBO Max. Everything. She's talking on behalf of the content that she intends to provide to of HBO Warner Max. of Warner Media Studios, mm-hmm. which is what she was. The pro okay. To, to, part of Will's question is so confusing because. Trying to keep up with the org chart, with who's in charge of what and who yeah. reports to who, because it changes like every three months. It does, yes. So I, so when he says, "Who does she report to?" Honestly, I don't freaking know. <laughs> I really don't know because I thought, okay, wait a minute. She replaced Sujahara. Like she answers to no one. Sometimes I think, <laughs> not, not even to God. God. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I kind of wonder though too is like when they're looking at the 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 analytics for hashtag restore the Snyderverse, do they also look at the misspellings? (laughs) I mean, I can tell you you they do. We literally hired someone who does the same thing. So okay, good. That's what I always wonder. I'm like, they better be looking at the misspellings because there's restore the Snyder Snyderverse, you know, whatever the hell you know. Verse, yes, yeah, or yeah. There's Which actually sounds really enticing. I'd be really interested to see the restored verse. Multiverse. Yeah. I want both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me the verse and the verse. I'll I'll watch both. I don't <laughs> I always wonder about that. All right, we also got a question from um Carrie right here. So let's see what he has to say. Hello everyone on the vodka stream. Hope you're doing well. Um it's and I'm uh, with you guys and been enjoying, you know, playing uh watching Zach uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, continuously multiple times over us ever since it was released. My question for you guys tonight is um I'm sure we're all just endlessly fascinated with the the whole nightmare future timeline and just how there's been nothing like that that's been done in DC almost ever to my to my knowledge scott probably knows if it's something like that has ever been done uh, even remotely close but um my question for you guys is how do you think that would actually like play out over the course of the movie do you think it would be some part of the movie would be events set in the past leading you know in the present day timeline leading up to that do you think it would just be a hard time jump and just a few montage moments sort of 
explaining how he got there. Is Lex Luthor in the Injustice League or some variation of that even involved anymore leading up to the events of the Nightmare timeline? Just the execution of it is is what I'm kind of most curious about. And I can't help but think that, you know, it would be DC's version of, like, Days of Future Past almost, um, which is what, which would very much excite me and be, interest me a whole lot. So just wanted to hear your guys' speculation, potential breakdown. I think it may play out like this kind of uh, conjectures and discussion. Uh, thanks again for all that you guys do, and uh, glad we are here at this stage where we got this uh, the Snyder Cut and uh, hashtag Restore the Snyderverse. There it I is. like I like the way that it played out in the breakdown boards. Yeah. Um, which was basically like a bigger version of the BVS nightmare where you get Lois dies. Superman's like holding her corpse in his arms. He comes to the anti-life equation. Dark side is like, you know, that's Lex Luthor's fault. Superman goes to Lex Luthor. I think what the board says is that Lex screams as Superman lights him on fire. (laughs) Um, And then, and then it cuts down to that that the image that the the one piece of this that we've all seen before, um, which is where like they go out of the Bat Cave or whatever, and it's like pillars of fire and parademons coming from and, like that shot in B in, the, in BVS where it, the camera pans around and you're like okay there's this tracking shot the camera pans around what the fuck parademons and helicopters yeah. and like all this sh- so I I feel like it's kind of like that where it's and then Flash is pulling Cyborg out of the debris and Batman is there leading people with a whatever. And then smash to black five years later yeah. comes back. Let's think about mankind is introduced to the Superman in, yeah. uh, in BVS, yeah. you know, you kind of take and you look at Zach's style. So I think kind of mesh those two ideas together and you get something like what it would have been. Kind it's of like, the, it's in the nightmare future, the real timeline, the actual timeline that, that he's, that, well, he lives in. what's interesting about that is like what Joker says, like how many alternate timelines have you, you know, just because you refuse to die. You know, I, that, that, that line always stuck with me. And like, okay, mm. is there like, like, are we going to talk about like multiple timelines and everything? Yeah. I don't know. That, but that, how aware of multiple timelines. Like, I, like there's a multiverse, but I'm not aware mm. of oh, there's another Benjamin yeah, somewhere. Joker's like, like Terminator, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, Joke, but Joker is also a character that because he has such a, thin grasp on reality due to his <laughs> cuckoo. Uh, it, it has been it there is precedent that people who are who have a mental illness in the DC universe makes them more attuned to these crisis type level events because they can see things that other people can't see because they're not playing with a full deck. I thought it was him talking to the audience, letting them know, hey, there's multiple timelines, and this motherfucker refused to die in every single one of them. Or he's just saying, hypothetically, there are. Yeah, he's um, just trying to push his buttons kind of thing. Right. I mean, they Although, go back start pushing each other's buttons. I did think that that line plays really interestingly off of the Aquaman saying, you know, we have a saying that no one returns yeah. from the darkness unless one is given in return. And then one woman is like, we say the same thing. And then like, oh, wait, where does this whole thing end? When Batman decides to sacrifice himself for Superman, who is the one that they brought back from the dead. Right. So it feel, felt very like, oh, all civilizations have this saying that you can't bring someone back without sacrificing someone. And you bring back Superman, you lose Lois Lane until Batman oh, says, OK, make it me instead. 
and that's how the whole thing concludes is the alchemist um model. yeah you can uh give some you cannot get something unless you give something in return what's the um something but, of equal value must be given there you go <laughs> but i mean going, going to the uh you know uh i mean i even I, i've been saying this forever ever since i had a weekend where i watched literally fury road and book of eli back to back i'm going yeah why would you not want to explore this world more where you have like this you know post-apocalyptic wasteland and you have dc characters you have batman you have all these characters you have these characters that are trying to survive in this kind of way why would you not want to explore that more and it seems like the response that people are having especially to the nightmare sequence is like yeah we want to see where this goes we want to see if they succeed what happens what are they trying to do it's i mean even snyder has said that hey you know it's essentially going to be like a heist movie for justice league 2 is going to be mostly in the nightmare world it was not going to just be like a you know one or two scenes it was going to be a good chunk there's going to be yes present day there's going to be a chunk where it's like okay the justice league yeah they're working together everything's good whatever the hell but then there's going to be a chunk that's going to take place in this alternate uh timeline and um so i'm just i just don't see like how could you not want to explore that more what other characters can you put in there in the nightmare version, you know, who survived this thing? Well, when he talks about the idea of there almost being like a Fury Road esque chase scene, uh, like when Joker oh, Fury gets, Road Batman Batmobile or something like that. Uh, come on. Yeah, and you got like Joker getting the mother box yeah. so they can build the cosmic treadmill. I guess my only question becomes: Do does the movie? when you structure the movie, if you think it's going to be a long ass Snyder movie, the question becomes, does it end with them getting flashed to go back to the correct point in time? Or does that just end the nightmare sequence? And then the movie picks up in, because going back to your point, Ben, you got to think that there was the way things originally played out. That was timeline. Number one. Then you have Flash going back in time to the wrong point in time in BVS. And then that creates timeline number two. Yeah. Then Flash, which is what which is the one that we've been living in, in which is the one we've been number watching. Two. Number one we, is where Batman dies in the nightmare that we saw in BVS. Yeah. And right. Then nightmare two timeline two is what we're watching right now yeah. because Flash is boop you know, mess with the timeline, but that didn't work out well because basically by the time you get to Justice League 3 and they actually win, that's going to be timeline number three because that's when Batman realizing, we've tried this before, we still fucked everything up. Uh, Let's go, let's do the hat trick. Barry, go back to this point in time. And then that's when we get the way the rest of the arc plays out and the way that Snyder's entire saga ends is on basically timeline number three in, in terms of drawing out the narrative and what we see on screen that's how it would look but i do think between two and three it's an infinite multiverse and then it keeps looping until batman makes the switch right flash does something it makes it work batman makes a sacrifice the nightmare never happens that's the end point right. that's the exit think, in the loop right? i think that yeah. what's a little bit weird trying to think about it structurally my impression is that if you look at the breakdown boards that were released at the very beginning, so these, this is what they pitched. Literally, this is how they pitched 
three Justice League movies to Warner Brothers because originally they said there's going to be two. The beginning of the breakdown board says, I know we talked about two movies, but what if we turned this one into two movies? And the way that it looks to me is what they did was they create is they said, OK, we have this nightmare timeline. What if instead of the nightmare timeline being glimpsed and happening in the background, what if we just did a nightmare movie in the middle? And all of the nightmare stuff we actually see. So instead of like, we know that it happens and then it resolves. What if we just went there and played that whole thing out? And that's what turned it from two movies to three movies is by basically extending the nightmare portion. Um, because I think and, what get cut out from the original plan is I don't think you get the Injustice League stuff. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because And so because that, that all kind of sets up the nightmare and then... And then the whole point of Justice League 3, which would have been, I think, the pure Justice League 2, if you never had that turned it into a trilogy, is the the third movie is the one that's more focused on Superman. So to me, I think, and, and what I think is why people have stru- um, trouble figuring out the structure is because the nightmare needs to be both created um, and then play out enough for it to be a mostly nightmare movie in justice league two, but then in justice league three, it's a, like a new gods invasion movie. And you need Superman to be the hero for most of that movie, which would mean therefore that probably the end of justice league two is when the timeline is when the flash goes through and fixes it for Bruce and where Bruce sacrifices himself. So does that mean there's no Batman in justice league three, or does that mean that I think in the original breakdown, Batman was just injured for all of Justice League, for all of the end of the story, he was like Omega Beam, but kind of survived. Um, so I think that's where that's kind of where it gets wonky is like, okay, wait, so because the chase scene in the breakdown boards literally ended with like, they went straight to the mother box or to straight to the cosmic treadmill mother box thing. And that'll happen like at the very end of the, of the heist which to me implies like that would be the finale of justice league two. Cause also you don't want to stretch out this injustice evil Superman into justice league three, because then you're eating up your, this is like the man of tomorrow is supposed to be like, this is Superman in all its glory. And you don't want that to be like the last half or like the last quarter of that movie. You want that to be like the whole thing is him being the glorified Superman. So there's, there's something there that we don't know which if we ever do see it play out, I think is going to be a bit of a surprise, but there's definitely something that's, there's a puzzle piece missing just like how Lois dying in the Batcave was always a puzzle piece missing until he was like, Oh, by the way, this is why that happened. It's like, Oh, I'm so surprised this- guys that you're not like, you know, telling everybody yeah. like, Hey, I fucking told you because well, this, is all future, this is all future state now. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we always said like, ah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, guys, if you want your minds to be blown, I was DMing Steven some of this. If you listen to Snyder's new commentary on the BVS remaster, he drops a lot of context, especially about the nightmare sequence in BVS. So I'm just saying there's some good eating to be done when you go listen to that new commentary because it's not even the commentary from the Vero. It is completely brand new recorded commentary with Zack Snyder's Justice League context added to what he's saying. Oh, man. I got to listen to that shit. But, I mean, yeah, when it came to the whole Lois, I mean, that was one of the things where I went, oh, I, like, yelled out. They, <clears throat> they did it. And then the, then, then my next thought was, I, 
I'm not going to hear the end from fucking Garza. Damn it. Shit. I, <laughs> I mean, well, everybody except, was like, no, they don't, they don't think. No, well, no, except for the fact that like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say you were wrong. Cause I think you were right. But I think the argument to be, if we're, if we're going to talk about like the, the nuance of the argument was that we didn't get that as a scene. We yeah. just got it as a thing that happens. It was a vignette for oh, context. Right. So like Ray Porter wasn't didn't reshoot that. Lois Lane didn't shoot that. We don't see what happened. We just see like Zack Snyder is like, right. by the way, it's canon that Lois dies. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Like he's picturing picturing Amy Adams in like the mocap suit laying. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill wasn't even there because that was Man of Steel footage. Yeah, yeah. 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 They probably ask her to interview. Hey, so you dying just as league? Like what? Yeah. Well, but also oh, that was me. Well, no, but but also keep in mind that you know, Wonder Woman. Did she know that she did a a, a funeral pyre? Like, what? Yeah, she didn't know. I know. She that that. Yeah, did she? That's, that's, that? that's the one that I'm the most confused about because I'm pretty sure that he fabricated everything that's not in the storyboard that Dave and I had from yeah. two Whatever years ago yeah. from 2018. Yeah, that had Dark Side on the throne, the world being destroyed, the Hall of Justice. Um, flyover. Um, I think yeah. that he, it, be, because he had to work it into the story, he obviously he made he fabricated using old footage, Superman holding Lois's body, um, and Aquaman and Volko dying. I think also because you don't yeah. see the clean yes. look at his yes. face. I think that's that's still, that, they did a very good job. Problem. That's they did a very good job with both of those though. He shot all his right. You might be right because um, even Connie Nielsen's tears are fucking CGI. Yeah, and then you look at the background and you look at the lack of detail in the other yeah, Amazon. Yeah. But the way that shot is constructed, I think, is the most um, <laughs> of all of the ones that he fabricated. Because you can see, like, oh, that's Man of Steel, that's BVS. He's inserting a new footage of Superman. That one is like looks like new footage because we've we got nothing to like compare it to, and that's one of my favorite shots from that nightmare. Yeah. As a result, yeah, I mean, yeah, because. When we saw the Hallelujah uh, trailer, we saw that shot where we see the uh, the Justice League Hall like you know in ruins, but it was yeah. just mm -hmm. that. And then you see it here. He was like, "All right, we're gonna it's have Superman <laughs> holding the holding Kilowog. The gonna have a What is that? He's like, "Yeah, Kilowog's in the movie." Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. but it's just like, yeah. I mean. He just kind of makes you wonder, like, hey, when, when he was, he just kind of went, you know, fuck it, just put that in there, put that in there, put that in there. Let's yeah. just do it, you know? And when it comes to that particular, you know, because even when Cyborg is like jacked into the uh, the ship in the mother box and the ship even says like that, what, what, what's the line that, that it says? Like the present, the future the has taken the, 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 the future has taken root in the yeah. present. Something like that. Yeah. And I think that, because I know that Carl, Carla uh, Gugino, she came back and did some ADR. That's why, I mean, everybody always wonders about that, you know, that shot of Batman and Catwoman that he posted on a video. Everybody's like, oh, my God, what's happening? That was just Zach just being, you know, because he heard he, he heard that a lot of people were talking about Carla Gugino as Catwoman. And he just went, hey, look what everybody's saying. I'm going to post this. He's just fucking Zach just fucking with people. And, I, and that's what I love about him. And it's like everybody always goes, what does it mean? And he's just going, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing with it. It's, it's good. It's good. And the fact of the matter is, is like she did some 80, and I'm wondering if that line was actually added to to that part. I think I'm wondering if that was added ADR. From I think she did. Uh, but it's also an Excalibur quote, so I can totally see Zach just like, 
here. Well, but also, I think, <laughs> I think that 100% of the ship dialogue is ADR, or not is ADR, but is new. I think he recorded that all in 2020. But then also 100% of the nightmare footage is was created in 2020. I think that they, the night, that, and that was the thing we talked about before on the stream was I, I said, I don't know how much nightmare they let him do in principle. And now we know the answer is zero. If Zack Snyder's movie had ended up in in theaters theatrically in 2017, if he never left the movie, it would have been a nightmareless. Well, I mean, unless he did something similar to this, where it like the WB is like, when did you shoot that? And he's like, oh, well, I shot that when I shot Man of Steel, and I shot that when I shot BBS. Like, no, take that out. I also shot John Stewart. Can I leave him in? <laughs> in my driveway. Oh my god! Yeah. Imagine being an executive trying to control his movies like whack a mole, where it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, where did this come from? When did you shoot that? Where did that? Man, I know there's so much, so much to unpack, especially with that scene. And then, but at the same time, it's you know that 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 Warner Brothers wanted him to be like, no, no, you got to wrap it up, you got to wrap it up. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna fucking do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna keep all this other stuff. And then, uh, you know, even with the Martian Manhunter scene at the very end, that was obviously reshot because you know you you look at Ben, and even though Ben looks like in great shape, he's a little smaller than. He was throughout the rest of the movie. And uh, obviously that was originally supposed to be the Green Lantern scene, but it, they reconstructed it to Martian Manhunter. And first off, what do you guys think about Martian Manhunter's design? I don't know if we ever, like touch base with that. If you guys like it, Dice liked it. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, that's a hard one to get. You'd, you'd have to be an idiot <laughs> to get it wrong. Like you would have to be, you'd have to know you are going to piss people off. Yeah. Before you piss them off. I mean, he made it like the detailing in the alien stuff, um, actually making his skin look alien. I thought it was a cool touch. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a case of like, oh, that's Martian Manhunter. Yeah. yeah which which I guess like out of this cast is actually like, wow, way to stick to the script, Zach. Like, Jesus, <laughs> so obvious. This is the first time that it's been on cinema. I mean, on a cinematic uh, environment. Yeah. It's not like somebody's going to say, whoa, that's not my Martian. It's nobody keeping Martian Manhunt. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's some, people, there's some people saying that he looked better on the CW Supergirl. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's. No, I'm not kidding you. No, so, I, took a, I took a dive down that route when it was all leaked out because I already seen it. And I was like, you know what? And let me just see what people are saying. A lot of people are like, look what they did to my boy. And then they were comparing it. And I was like, I mean, it, I'm like, hey, okay, they did a good job on CW. Okay, fine. Yeah, but there's this is cinematic. And the way that the, you know, the X on the, the costume, the way that that is, you know, and I don't yeah, know. No, it looked good. Just, yeah, it looked good. And then you have Harry Lennox yes. talking out of that fucking face. Okay, that's Harry Lennox you're talking about, that voice. Anyways, well, I mean, Rob, what do you think about the design? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a dice. I actually quite like the design. And obviously yeah. Lennox is like one of the most uh, beautiful voice, beautiful man. Everything about him is awesome. Um, I cannot say the same for his role in the film. I did not like that. But I like yeah. him and the design and the I actor. I just think, yeah. Yeah, also, I just didn't like the way he was used for the limited time. Yeah. That's that's another me. thing that that you know that I've, that's that's probably one of my gripes is the fact that you know the the world does not feel like it's present when this is happening. It's all very contained. You know, mm -hmm. the Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, the world was there. There's government. Obviously, Harry Lennox, 
big part of that. You know, he's in both and he's watching this, all these events happening. We don't get that with this. It's all just kind of like, Hey, it's all happening. These characters, but the world is really not present. And that's where, yeah, that's, that's where I'm kind of, I wish there was more Harry Lennox. Like, what is he doing during this? I mean, yes, he's, we know he's Martian Manhunter, but as he's general Swanwick, what is he doing during all of this? So, yeah, oh, yeah there was no there was yeah. no military or that big yeah. global threat well, or, mil military with the uh with superman well that, yeah that's when ben sam benjamin made its appearance <laughs> uh, so that's where green lantern showed up uh, yeah. that's my my theory that i told steven about where the next justice league movie would have been martian manhunter's time to shine uh yeah. my my whacked out theory that that's him at the end of the nightmare and not superman um mm. huh Shapeshifter. Oh, eyes glow. There's more than one character. They only ever say him, and then Bruce Wayne wakes up having had that mental vision because John yeah. is showing up. That's true. Oh, flash flash triggered, not flash bad. triggered the first nightmare. There's nowhere to be found in the, the nightmare future. Huh. Um, but that I like. I'm conflicted because I like that he found a way to give Swanwick and Lois a scene. Yeah. That. That kind of even if if there aren't more movies, um, that's its fine own little arc of like him being standoffish to them having a kind of camaraderie in BVS and then him uh, reaching out to her from an emotional uh, place for the third one. I like that. So mm -hmm. I'm happy with that. I am also very fond of uh was it leslie jones who was like who the fuck is that in the hallway she gave a perfect commentary just like yep. just being that general audience member and just saying the stuff that she said also as if i couldn't love diane lane enough she filmed a scene where they're like okay and then you close the door and then you like look just like shady as shit because this yeah. is when you're going to you open up your eyes and <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I um, the that first time I saw because uh, we knew it was coming, obviously. And so my question was always, how is this going to not be like? How is everyone not going to act how Leslie Jones reacted? Um, <laughs> and then I saw it, and I was like, oh yeah, everyone's going to react the way Leslie Jones reacted. Um, and the more I the more I see it, I don't want to say it, it it like it's still weird. And there's still a little bit of like, mm, why take that away? Why take that moment away from Lois and Martha? Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I found was really interesting. It felt so out of place. But the more I've watched it, you're talking about um, it fits directly context, like thematically in with that the scene because it's you're bouncing back and forth where you have the Justice League surrounding the boxes talking about bringing Superman back to the world, and then you have Martian Manhunter approaches yeah. Lois to talk to her to get Lois back into the world, right? And they're talking about the importance of Superman and how much they miss him. And, and Swanwick says, the world needs Lois Lane too, as the League is talking about how to bring back Superman. Uh, so, so it definitely fits there. About Superman and Clark, I was like, wait, wh why do you feel this way about Clark? And yeah, because the, the same like, theme hits I if it's Diane's Lane. Yeah, Martha. like well, right, I, but the difference the is that is in the right place, but it's just the. No, but that was uh, my that was my second point about that though is that the the reason it's it it's Martian Manhunter a because he's gonna be he makes more it doesn't make sense for Martha to be there, right? 
that that's kind of the whole weird thing that's weird about it is when he leaves, you're like, wait, how is she going to explain that to Martha? Which he's Martian Manhunter. He can go and plant the memory in, in, in Martha. So that's fine. But there is a weird bit about like, why isn't Lois ever like, wait, you just got to foreclosed and you live in Kansas. What are you doing in Metropolis? Um, and also because he knows that Martha is the one that's going to be able to deliver the message that Lois needed to hear. Um, yeah. But then also there's that question of like, Everyone is like, what? So you're saying Swanwick was Martian Manhunter this whole time and he never intervened? And it's like, well, look look at this. You've got Swanwick. He, he's Martian Manhunter. He's in the DOD. He's the first person from the government Superman meets. That's where he needs to be, right? You've got, um, he doesn't expose himself and give away his identity by joining in the, in the against Zod. He tries to stop the, the fails, but he tries to stop the, the president from nuking Superman. Um, and uh, he does at least succeed in delaying it so that the blast doesn't impact anybody in the area. Um, and now we know that, at least in this instance, but probably in more, he's been going around taking people's identities to tweak and pull and influence people. Because if if Lois Lane, if, if Martian Manhunter didn't go and convince Lois Lane to leave her apartment, she would not have been there, and Superman would have killed the entire Justice League. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know how much he knew about what maybe he he's just thinking. a guy trying to do the right thing, Stephen. <laughs> That's all he is. That's all he's doing. So right. I don't know if Martian Manhunter like knew that they were going to bring Superman back and was planning for Lois to be there. That feels like too much 4D chess for me. Yeah, um, I know. It almost seems like uh, it almost seems like it, like um, if they do like a next one, like they're going to go back and be like, oh, this is like maybe he was he was this, this character. Is where he was. Like, yeah, yeah, this is where he was. Oh, like, yeah, but Zach, Zach already said that he was Swanwick the whole time. So, OK, but uh, uh, use but footage but, but, of like, yeah, before, before, no, 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 before that, no, 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 <laughs> oh, you guys need to leave. You're all leaving. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm. I'm. <laughs> yeah, you guys are up. spent. Okay, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Should we just yeah. end the whole thing? <laughs> Everybody seems like they're spent. I'm just saying. I I love you guys, and I love that I could be right, but I'm tired right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we can end this right now. It's fine. It's fine. Um, you mean but I don't all have to go five hours, Dave? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we don't have to go five hours today. It's fine. Um, no, but like uh, you know, when it comes to ending the martian man on her thing it's all i all i want is more i just want yeah. more you know and i thought um you know just hearing harry lennox and seeing the design it's all it's all good good on my on my side but anyways guys all right we'll go around the horn let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up and uh scott you're last because you always send us off so uh go ahead steven dice you can go first <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew B. Dice. You can find me writing and editing and doing all sorts of wizardry at ScreenRant.com. Uh, you can also find me eventually back on BBS by the minute. Uh, we also have, I've got a, what, an hour long spoiler conversation of Stephen and I talking about Justice League to edit um, before we get into the actual forced to be brief part breakdowns of justice league uh there's a bit of a delay thanks to fantastic life stuff the good news is i will soon be moving with the dice family so you will have a new Yay. office to nice. see behind me nice i'll try to recreate this as exactly as i can <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah 
Awesome. Thank you. I had pizza in my mouth. Oh, Um, Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Steven. So I'll I'll jump back in now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SM Colbert and at Screen Rant. Um, Also, writing and editing. Um, I just did uh, the Snyder Cut proves that uh, Warner Brothers ruined their best chance to compete with Marvel. People seem to like that one. Um, and so if you want my full thoughts on the Ansarnoff situation um, and just general WB handling of this property in the past five years, kind of worked out some emotion in that one. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, BVS by the minute. We'll be be back to that once we get uh, Justice League by the minute on the roll. And um, we have some of that, that stuff on the way. Um, and uh, in the meantime... Um, join our Patreon and listen to us talk about whether or not that's Lex Luthor's pee for an hour. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Hot pee talk. All right. Yeah, uh, Garza. <laughs> yeah man. Uh, you could uh, you could find me. I actually just wrote an article, too, as well, like yep. Steven, but kind of a little different where I'm, I'm calling out Ann Sarnoff. I don't, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> so confused. Uh, but me and, me and Ben, my co-hosts over here, uh, we, we, we uh, do a show every Wednesday and, and Sunday. He could tell you the times because it's Eastern <laughs> time. But uh, yeah, man, um, thank you for having me. No problem, man. This <laughs> time, you know, whatever. Again, <laughs> I, I, again, Garza. Like I said, this this clip encapsulates like how I felt. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. no, no. All right, Ben. <laughs> John is so petty. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can catch me every Wednesday at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and every Sunday at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time with my buddy here, Mr. Garza, on the Real Emotion Podcast on the Real Anarchy channel. You can always catch me on the on, twi- on the Twitter, Mr. Underscore Everett, and all social media platforms. There it is. Rob? Yeah, on Twitter, you can find me at Rob underscore keys with the extra E down here. And then uh, usually every night I do a kind of a semi-secret stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash failcube. And you can see the writing and mastery of uh, Andrew and Steven and hundreds of others in our growing army of people on screen, man. So check it out. There it is. All right, Scott, bring us home. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Film Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're also on Vero, Facebook, YouTube. You can find the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. There it is. Always so good. Wow, yeah. Something's coming up with me and Scott, too. I'm going to tease that because it's coming up shortly. It's going to be it's, pretty fantastic. It's coming up fast. It's coming up. Oh, yeah. Just, yes. Just, oh, he's teasing it right now. I mean, obviously, it's going to be something kind of related. But you guys, hey, make sure you subscribe. Hit that uh, like thumbs up. <laughs> hit that like thumbs up. Do all that stuff. Uh, join Patreon. All that stuff. It's all provided down below. And all the plugs. Like I said, thank you to uh, Mr. Bioi uh, for giving me this right here. This this uh, carved out of wood flag right here with Zack Snyder Justice League. Awesome stuff. My buddy who uh, had the drinky Uno card deck thing, you know, that. And uh, I forgot what else. Nah, who cares? Anyways, all right, guys, we will talk to you later. And uh, we've had a lot of fun tonight. Thank you guys for joining me. And uh, we'll see you soon.